Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. What's going on? I'm Lucky Saruti, director of Kindness of Strangers, Freak, and Uncle Sleezo's Toxic and Terrifying TV Hour. And you're listening to Sick on Cinema, baby. Everybody, and welcome to Sick on Cinema. I'm one half of your what me? <laughs> no, no, I'm not crying. I'm just uh, just been cutting some onions. Podcasters, John. <laughs> I'm your other half, Matt. And yeah, we're here. We're back. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this is uh this is gonna be a fun one, <laughs> guys, guys, gals, and hope you appreciate how, what we do for you. <laughs> yes, or how <laughs> however you identify as out there. <laughs> um, Cancer, sorry. Go ahead. John, well, John's about to die. Hey. Um, this was rough. This was rough. I expect it to be like, you know, kind of like childhood trauma, like disturbing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I hope y'all appreciate the mental anguish and like the state we have put ourselves in for you all. This has been one of the most depressing episodes <laughs> we've ever done. Matt's all disheveled. Look at him. I'm, I'm horrible. He hasn't shaved. I look horrible. I look, I look like the kind of guys like, can I get a cigarette? <laughs> Let me get that cigarette from you. Let me get that cigarette. Let me get a little smokes. Let me get some smokes. So, before we get into the show, before we get into the questions and everything yep. we normally do, some uh, housekeeping up front. Yes. So, the release date of the show is going to be changing. As you can see right now, you're listening to this on a Sunday evening. Uh-huh. That is because my place of employment has decided to extend our hours... And uh, that is going to cause delays. Yeah. With recording and shit, and it's going to take away time from uh, prepping and everything. Mm-hmm. So we figured if we push it back till Sunday, that'll give me more time to work on it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we, we apologize for having to d- push the show back again. Yeah. But this is kind of just something that's going to have to be done. At, at least temporary. Like, I don't know if this is going to stay. From what I'm hearing, this is the test it out during the summer, see how it does. Yeah, of course. So if it goes back, then hey, we might go back to Saturday. If not, this may be the permanent yeah. release date. But, you know, we're still here. We're still going to give you a show every two weeks. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that's uh, that's all that's important, I think. Yeah. We do our best, people. We, we don't try. judge us too hard, damn it. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Nobody does that. <laughs> John got fucked up then this week. What? You got fucked up then this week. Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. It's been a rough prep. It was. It was also a busy week, mm-hmm. which is why we're like this week. <clears throat> uh, a lot happened. Yeah, because we didn't really like plan things well. Well, literally in this in the schedule, the literal animal calendar. Yeah, that the, is full the, of the baby animal calendar. Yeah, that's full of what we're doing next and in the future. Uh, we put these out in two week sporad, you know, sporadicals. Yeah. Not thinking that things could happen in those two weeks. <laughs> or looking to see what week it is. Yeah. Because uh, this was my birthday week. Yeah. So, you know, I was doing birthday things. And then uh, Thursday we went to the Holy Land. We made our first yes. trek down to Grindhouse Video mm-hmm. in Knoxville, Tennessee, down Kingston Pike. Which, if you were anywhere near that area, you do yourself a favor and get down there now. Yep. Because it is fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It is fantastic store. And that I couldn't highly recommend enough, to be honest with you. And we were also at FrankenCon this week. Yes, where we got to meet Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy the Mail Girl. Yep. And it was, <clears throat> you know, I want to give a shout out to FrankenCon because I think for a first year small con. Yeah, very. They very, did great. Yeah. Yeah. It was a one day little con. I do think they probably didn't expect it to be as big as it was. Yeah. Which is good, though, because that yeah. means next year they can only grow. Yeah. You know, because like the venue hall was small. It was small. Yeah. But. Again, the public were just like, oh, we have Joe Bob, and that, that is a, a big deal, yeah. of course. But, like, who else is going to show up? Right. It's a first-year con. And I think they were very surprised at how many people showed up. <clears throat> there was a lot. Yes. It was a good chunk of people. But it was very cool. Yeah, it was um, a really fun time. And then we went to Grindhouse again. Yeah, and I am currently broke. Yeah. Grindhouse is going to do our walls of terror part. Yeah, I've bought... So many movies mm-hmm. in the last little bit, but I'm stoked because yes. it's uh, it's great and it's within driving distance mm-hmm. of us. <clears throat> so yeah, that's what we've been doing. You know, it's mm-hmm. made us late on the episode because it took us forever to prep for the show, but we still did it. Like this is still the week of. Yeah, we still got it out. It wasn't like, hey guys, sorry, we're going to do this next week. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was like, all right, just cram them in when you can. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. here, even though it's the last day of the week, we still did it, though. We still did it. <laughs> we still fucking we're did We're shit, it. but we're not complete shit. We're not complete shit. Not yet. <laughs> Give it a little bit. So, I guess let's go ahead and Let get into over. listener questions. Yes. Questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Or you can wait to the week of the episode. We are a bi weekly podcast, and we'll post a lovely little image created by Matt that says we are taking questions, and you can ask in the comments below. Thank you. Yes. So let's get started. First up here, we have Adrian. 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 <laughs> I don't think we do that every time he asks a question. I'm sure he yeah. hates it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure he's like, fuckers. My like, goddamn. Adrian says, hi, guys. Loving the show. I finally got around to watching The Golden Glove this week. Ooh. Weekend. I really enjoyed it, but it was such an ugly, dirty, and greasy film that I felt like I needed a shower after it. <laughs> what movies have made you feel this way? Um, just to talk about Golden Glove a little bit. I have not seen it, mm. but that's literally almost in every review I've ever seen of it. That's like, like a dirty, greasy movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Oh God. Uh, August Underground Mortem. Yeah. There's a fine layer of filth all over that movie. I did take a shower after it. <laughs> um. 
Oh, fuck, man. I'll tell you one that, like, isn't, like, super extreme or anything, but, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. It just feels so hot and sweaty yeah. that it feels like you need a shower when it's done just because you feel like you're in the heat of Texas summer. <laughs> Honestly, like, also something like Cannibal by Mario Andorra. Yeah. That Almost anything by Mario Andorra. Yeah. But the house in particular that they're in looks muggy and looks like it hasn't been upkept in years. Like, there's definitely mold. Yeah, there's black mold all over that son of a bitch. You're gonna take a shower, not in that house. People in that house are 100% getting mesothelioma. Mesothelioma. Fuck, dude. Uh, uh, forced entry. Oh god, water power. Water power. Forced entry is uh, similar to me in like the chainsaw way, which just so like hot and sweaty. Yeah. I spit on your grave. Yeah, that's a good one as well. Um. Sweet movie. <laughs> I've not seen Sweet movie. It's just that movie just feels gross because it. I mean, it is, but there's a lot of there's a lot of pee pee poo poo <laughs> pee pee poo poo, which I was not ready for. <laughs> While I had the uh, the COVID nineteen, <laughs> I watched it and I was like, oh fuck, I'm glad I can't. I'm glad I can't smell because I know I would envision what it would smell like. <laughs> And it would fucking haunt my dreams. I tell you something like pink flamingos. Yes. Definitely feels filthy in like that, like, ooh, I need to... It also, like, when they filmed it, it looks insanely hot. Yeah. Um, God. There's, I mean, there, there's a lot of movies, to be honest. Um, sometimes, sometimes I do think about untold story or Ebola syndrome. Uh, yeah, I can agree with those, yeah, for sure. Especially just because of Anthony Wong's character in Ebola Syndrome. Yeah. That dude is a grease ball. And also, like... He's that, he's that kind of guy that, you know, like, he smells like cigarettes. Yeah. And, like, B.O. B.O. and what he was cooking that day. And probably, like, some kind of body spray. Yeah. Some kind of cologne. Yeah. Like, probably heavy cologne, but you can still smell the cigarettes and B.O. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, I imagine he's one of those guys. Um. Also, you think about this, too. They're in the kitchen all day all day slaving over them stoves imagine like how sweaty and nasty you'd be a bowl syndrome was a great shout that is definitely like one of those like yeah i'm gonna need a shower after this movie it's disgusting <laughs> it's just such a greasy movie man uh that movie makes me feel sick <laughs> uh oh god another one i'll shout out that's not really like an extreme film Society, yes. Just because society feels sticky, <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. I wonder why you do you think it feels sticky. <laughs> like everything just feels like it has a, a, a thin sheen of slime all over yeah. it, and just really gross and icky. I'm gonna shout out tumbling doll flesh as well. Cause I imagine that room is just horrible. It probably smells bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. But uh, yeah, there's a few. There's a few shower worthy movies for uh, you. <laughs> Appreciate you as always, Adrian. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the one, the only Michael Myers. Wait a minute. <laughs> Which I don't know if it's your real hey, name yo. or just your username. How, even if it's your real name, it's based. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's not, still based, but hey. Yeah. Michael says, hi guys, I've been listening to this podcast for a while now and I'm asking you a question. If you could take any movie and replace the voice with Muppets, <laughs> what movie would it be? I'd love to see Irreversible, but Vince Cassell speaks in Kermit's voice. Oh my God. Uh, th- thank you, Michael Myers, for the question. Uh, uh, last fan house of yours the, as well. Last House on the Left, but David Hess is Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> Blew your brain. <laughs> Blew your brain. 
down. Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh, God. There's so many movies you could do that to. I can, like, could you imagine, like, a documentary, but it, it's just all puppets? That'd be awesome. <laughs> um... Like take a traces of death, for example, and just like ma- recreate it as all as puppets. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Okay, what about Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? Oh my god! But instead of Henry and Otis, it's uh, it's uh, Gonzo and Fozzie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch it again. <laughs> hey, what you doing, Gonzo? <laughs> I'm watching it again. <laughs> Maniac, but he speaks like Beaker. Oh my God, <laughs> you, that would that would kind of suck. <laughs> you would know what he's doing the entire time. Um, recreate Begotten. <laughs> There's no <laughs> voices Muppets. in Begotten. Then it know. That's true. Fair enough. No one talks in Begotten. <laughs> I don't know. That would just get to my head. Um, Cannibal. Hol- I don't know why this one just popped my head. Cannibal Holocaust, but the leads Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Watch it, Alan. <laughs> We're rolling. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! The daily violence. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I think it's like I like the idea of replacing a single character with the Muppet, mm. but I love the idea of replacing the entire cast more. Fred Vogel's character in August Underground. Oh my god! With um, <laughs> Animal. <laughs> That would be uh untold story, but it's the Swedish chef. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't comprehend this right now. I'm pretty ready for this. <laughs> I haven't been up for way too long today. I can't do this. Um so, what you're saying, John, mm-hmm. is a Swedish chef. Yeah. Like, I can just imagine the scene where he's in the hospital bed. Yeah. And the police are confronting him. <laughs> he's just like... <laughs> they just smack, smack him, him the fuck in the mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was trying to think of a movie for the eagle. The eagle? Yeah. Make him uh, the butcher for my standalone. <laughs> ah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. fun. That is fun. I like the movie this week. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that, though. We'll get to that. Yeah. Inside, but it's Miss Piggy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Michael Myers, for the question. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, next up, we have the OG PM, People's Mikey. You're gonna try to get, you're I'm getting trying it over. over. I'm getting it over. Uh, People's Mikey says, Howdy, my dudes. I hope I'm not too late to submit a question. You are not. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Since I've been working an extra shift and it's been rough to find time to get on social media, but if you don't hear from me, just know I am listening and I'll make sure, com- make sure to comment when a new episode is uploaded. Awesome. Anywho, where are your thoughts on the evolution of animation? It's basically seeing how cartoons were once seen as for kids, and now a lot of adults seem to embrace it more. Like, I'll admit, I dig some of the cartoons today, except for, uh, how do you say this? Kalayu? Oh, Caillou? Caillou. Except for Caillou. Fuck Caillou. <laughs> Glad you guys are covering Plague Dogs. That was a, disco- a movie I discovered last year, thanks to Twitter account, Violence on Film. 
or something. I was able to find it on Tubi, and boy, was that a rough watch. Yes. (laughs) Keep up the great works and enjoy the week. Uh, Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Cheers. (laughs) Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Bye. Um, Where's our (laughs) (laughs) food? The evolution of animation. Uh, I like all kinds of animation styles. I do too, yeah. Even like the CG animated stuff, I think it looks really cool for sure. And like, it is cool too to see, like, and I think it's becoming more and more frequent because, like, you know, the adults now who like really grew up with cartoons, yeah, like, because you know, like back in the day, it's like, yeah, you watch cartoons, but it wasn't something you like embraced, you know, yeah. Now, nostalgia is such a thing where like adults are just as much into cartoons as kids are now, yeah. <clears throat> so, like, now, like, you're starting to see like cartoon become a real medium for anything really yeah like adult cartoons are more common now than they ever have been adult swim yeah with adult swim because like that was the only place you could see them at one point was just yeah. adult swim and then you had of course the simpsons and family guy yeah but like outside of that you know everything else was uh underground yeah but like you know now you got like uh what's that show modern not modern family uh you like it Oh, uh... On Netflix. Oh, F is for Family. F is for Family. Bojack Horseman. <laughs> you know. And also, it's like, it's interesting, too, because, like, a- animation is, like, more ex- accessible. It's still an expensive uh, hobby or uh, art form to get into. I'll put you to that fucking wall. <laughs> Sorry. It's still an expensive uh, format to get into, but it's more accessible now than it ever has been with yeah. the Wacom tablets and things like yes. that. You know, it's starting to become an affordable thing where like young animators and there's programs on the computer now too that you can get that it like you'll help you learn how to animate. And, you know, yeah, it's becoming accessible. So I think you know, I think in the near future we'll see a point where like you know, independent animation is just everywhere. Yeah. You know, um, it's still, it already is, but, like, even more so. Yeah, I mean, it's like you've got people online who are creating very interesting things, such as, like, uh, Meat Canyon. Meat Canyon. Um, in the more underground sphere, I w- I'll give a shout to people like, uh, it's not really cartoon, it's more 3D, but Jimmy Screamer Claws. Jimmy Screamer Claws. David His Firth. fucking nightmares. Yeah, David Firth. Yep. Uh, Lee Hardcastle, even though I know it's stop animation, but. Yeah. Um... YouTubers like Pilot Red Sun. Pilot Red Sun, yeah. I like, love his you know, stuff too. <clears throat> these these cartoons, you know, they've existed. You know, and independent cartoons have existed forever. But like, oh yeah, you know, it, just like anything else, the more affordable it becomes, the more people are going to do it. I've looked into like animation and stuff like that. It it's, is still really expensive. That's the thing. Well, it's not even just that it's really expensive either. It's time consuming. Time consuming, and just, there's a lot of like prep. You still have to animate every single frame. Yeah. A lot of prep and downtime into yeah. it, too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not so that you can just go jump double foot into it and expect to be good at it. <laughs> exactly. Takes takes a lot of time. Yeah. A lot of years of grinding. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting, too. Like, say, like, nostalgia is so in right now. Yeah. That you're seeing so many of these properties getting rep- uh, repurposed into new formats and new styles and new looks. And, yeah. You know, I think we'll see more and more of that as well, you know? What's well, like... I f- I feel like kind of the beginning of that of the boom the mainstream for like cart- cartoons being you know accepted by adults and stuff like that probably has to be like something like a, a Adventure Time Adventure or Time regular show and of course Steven's Universe Steven's Universe which are all good shows yeah you know and of course it's, you know anime helped as well too mm-hmm. you know because like people are like oh shit these things can be for adults as well yeah just because anime doesn't mean it's a 
kids thing. Yeah. Or just because it's for kids doesn't mean it can't be good. Exactly. So, yeah. <clears throat> thank you, Peoples Mikey. Yeah, thank you. For the question, as always, and uh, hope your job ain't too bad. <laughs> Next up is Hal Monostone. Hal says, hiya. Hope everything is go uh, goody good. I was watching Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip. Oh, my Lord. With my kids the other day. Horrible. Horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> but suddenly, out of nowhere, John Waters was on screen and had a cameo. I went, what? And my eight-year-old son asked me who John Waters was. And I told him that John Waters is the king of trash cinema. So next time, we are watching Pink Flamingos. <laughs> Kidding. But anyways, my question is, what was the most surprising cameo you ever saw in a movie. My second question is, what is the worst restaurant experience you've ever had? <laughs> My album recommendation this week is First Come, First Served by Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom is one of the many aliases by the king of weird himself, Cool Keith, which I've heard of Cool Keith. Uh. This is one hell of a funny album. It's like a surreal parody of horrorcore. Keith is saying some banana shit on there. <clears throat> so have a good time and don't watch Jean-Claude Van Damme movies on PCP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on PCP. Don't tell me what to do. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Surprising cameos in movies. Uh, not really a cameo by the person themselves, but I remember watching, <laughs> this is weird talk about on this show, but I watched Coco. Coco? Yeah, by Pixar. And there's fucking El Santo in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. El Santo is in that movie. I mean, not the real El Santo, because no. he's been gone a long time. Yeah, we got a long time. Rest in peace. Yeah, um, rest in peace. We recently watched an Elson's movie. Yeah, it was, yeah, really, it was fun. really fun. Yeah, it was the Wax Museum one. Um, God. Cameos. I mean, I guess it's okay to spoil now, but Shane Tatum's cameo in uh, This Is The End yeah. is always one I thought was really fucking good. Yeah. Just because I was like, it was very surprising that he would will, be willing to do something that crazy. Yeah. Um, Another really good one is Keanu Reeves in the movie Freak. Or Freaked. Yeah. By Alex Winters. Uh, he's got an extended cameo in that. Like he's in it more, but like he doesn't even have a credit in the yeah in the credits. Like they don't like say it's him at all. Like <laughs> people only found out years later that it was uh, Keanu Reeves, which I think is really funny. Oh God, uh, what was it? Uh, he's, he's not really a cameo either, but uh, fucking oh my God, Chini Tuskimoto in uh. Oh, Ichi? Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. It's not really a cameo, but that yeah. is cool. It's really cool that he's in that. The cramps on uh, SpongeBob. Dude. <laughs> SpongeBob had insane cameos. Yeah, Johnny Depp. They, yeah, they had Johnny Depp. They had, uh, fu- as you said, Lux Interior. Mm-hmm. All kinds of fucking people. Uh, <laughs> Ernest Borgnine was a character that showed up pretty much every season. <laughs> Murray Man. Evil, evil, evil. Ah. I still fucking. My, my wallet currently right now is SpongeBob. I like SpongeBob a lot, so, though. Yeah. So, so anytime I open my wallet and I spend a ridiculous amount of money on something that I probably shouldn't get right now, I'm like, you know what? I can look at SpongeBob and be happy again. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm trying to think of more cameos. What about uh, David Firth in uh, When the Blackbirds Fly? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a crazy one. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, you don't think about David Firth. I mean, you you know he's independent, but I guess Salad Fingers was such a cultural phenomenon that you don't think about, like, yeah. him being, in, like, an independent artist, but he is. <laughs> oh, yeah, he totally is. Even though, like I said, Salad Fingers was huge. Yeah. Um, I think he said something about making a new one recently. That'd be cool. Um, 
but you know. Uh, what kind of game he has? Like, I'm trying to think of a bunch of them on the top of my head, though. Well, hell. Well, hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, second question: worst restaurant experience. Oh my god. I've had a couple. I won't name names. Yeah. But I'm a socially awkward person. Uh-huh. No lies to tell. I'm the kind of person who, if I go to a restaurant, my food sucks. And the waiter's like, or waitress is like, how's the food? I'm like, good. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And go about my day and just like let her be like, that sucked. But whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't do well with confrontation at all. No. Me either. However, I went with some friends. Uh-huh. You know them. Mm-hmm. No need to name names. <laughs> no. One of them's probably listening to this right now. Probably. <laughs> and uh, they were the one that did this. And, you know, fair is fair. But uh, we're eating their food, and it was not very good. And uh, the waiter came over and was like, how's the food? <laughs> one of the friends I was with was like, uh, to be frank, it absolutely sucks. <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh. And I just wanted to crawl in a fucking hole and die. Just die. <laughs> oh, God. One of the worst experiences I had was we, it was me, you, and a couple of friends. We went to IHOP. Oh, yeah. And everyone got their food order fucked up. <laughs> it took forever to get everything fixed. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't want to say anything either. Because I was just like, me and you both were like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to say anything. And they were like, yeah, this is not right. Um, It was, uh, that was, IHOP is, just, that's a weird place, man. It's hit and miss. It's so but, hit and miss. I don't know. I've been pretty lucky and I had two crazy experiences. Like, not as crazy experiences as our friend going to Hardee's and getting a uh, tenderloin biscuit. It was oh just my. a raw piece of tenderloin <laughs> on a biscuit. <laughs> That's like, oh my God. My friend Doug. Mm-hmm. Every single time I've seen that, that man get a fucking burger from a place, it's, fuck, it's fucked. <laughs> One time he he requested no pickles. And that fucker was loaded with them. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, I've seen, like, on his birthday one year, he went with his aunt to get food. Mm. And the burger was f- just, like, thrown into a fucking bag and just, like, all over the place. I'm like, he can't get a burger and it not be fucked up. <clears throat> we went and ate at Arby's before a wrestling show one oh. time, and I'm pretty sure we both got food poisoning. Oh, we were fucked. <laughs> it was rough. We were, sitting, we were sitting there at the show, like, just trying to keep the crowd going I yeah at the time I was still filming for the the, the documentary that yeah. may or may not do a lot of day we'll see it's hard to say you know what well, I mean that's, that's what it is when it, when it comes to the independent projects you don't know it's true and uh, I had to just bolt I wanted to stick around and do interviews and stuff but I was like I gotta go yeah I gotta go <laughs> I gotta be at the home yeah <laughs> cause we bad things are gonna start happening and it, I gotta be not here it was rough it was really bad it was really, really bad. Yeah, we swore off Arby's for a long, long yeah. time. I still don't go there very often. No. Um, yeah, I haven't had, like, a ton of... Like, really, really bad ones. But I've had a few. Mainly, I mean, here's the thing. Is I'm such a creature of habit that I eat at the same places all the time. Yeah. So I don't experiment too much. No. Ow. Um, oh, as far as food goes... Which I won't, I won't name the place because it's like actually like a really famous burger place up in Indianapolis. Yeah, but I didn't really want a burger, so I got some uh, chicken tenders, chicken tenders buffalo style. Yeah, it was just vinegar, man. Oh, it was just pure fucking oh. vinegar. Like I was like, what the fuck did they? <laughs> like What'd did they, they use do? extra vinegar? Like, like I know hot sauces are vinegary, but damn, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I remember we were up there at a restaurant. It was like, it was again, it was a burger joint. 
and essentially I ordered a it was like a big bag essentially <laughs> and it cost almost like 30 fucking dollars or something like that I was like what the fuck <laughs> This is like no much bigger than a fucking Big Mac, bro. Welcome to the real world, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's not even like as good as the fucking Big Mac. <laughs> yeah. We went to this one restaurant in Morristown <sighs> because the Evil Dead cast ain't there. Yeah. Which again, one ain't animals because, you know, mm. don't be a, a hater aid. Uh, but yeah, because, you know, the Evil Dead was shot in Morristown. Yeah. The Evil Dead cast ain't there, so we went and ate there, and there was like, you know, Oh, you gotta try the Alfredo, or oh, you gotta try the, the baklava. That was the big thing. Oh, you want you gotta eat the baklava. Uh-huh. The Alfredo was terrible. It was clumpy and like one solid mass of noodles. <laughs> yeah. The baklava tastes like pine cone. Oh, it was a horrible fucking god. <laughs> and it was such a hoity-toity place. Yeah. And here we all are at the time. I had like hair down to my shoulders and just like <laughs> looked like I'd just been like ran over by a truck probably. <laughs> Yeah, that was a rough experience. Uh, yeah, I've th- there's been a couple of like rough experiences, like nothing, nothing like too extravagant. Not like getting a raw piece of tenderloin. That's rough. And then smashing it, getting mustard all over you in the <laughs> entire car. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, I would honestly I wish Doug was here for this question because he has a ton of fucking answers. <laughs> Poor Bash has been fucked up by every restaurant. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Hal, for the question, as always. Next up is Joshua Fat Attack. Joshua asks, What's up, guys? Here's my question. Are you fans of Suicide Silence? And if so, what do you think of the latest single? Hashtag RIP Mitch Lucker. I know you're not a big fan. No, never was a really big fan. Um, Especially of the Yeah, That was really bad. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, the thing is, with Suicide Silence, I've been very hit and miss with their stuff post-Mitch. But this last single fucking rips. Mm-hmm. It goes hard as shit. So here's the thing is, I'm like I said, I'm not a Suicide Silence fan. I'm not even a yeah. fan of the Mitch Lucker era. Because yeah. Deathcore in general is just not really a genre that I love. Yeah. Uh, but even I have to admit that the new single is pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's a solid single. It's brutal. Yeah, it's a really heavy single. Uh, really good. You know, fun to listen to. You know, not my favorite thing in the world, but even I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I could see that this is a good song. Yeah. You know, so... I think like on like heaviness, it rivals stuff from the, like, their very first album, even or their like their EPs before that. It's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. Um, I think a lot of like deathcore, like people who are not really deathcore fans, mm-hmm. could like it as well as fans yeah. of the genre. Kind of like some of their like real early White Chapel stuff. Yeah, the, the early White Chapel stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I got from it. Was like you know bordering on just death. Yeah. With it's, like some heavier breakdownish style, you know, yeah. guitars and stuff. It was honestly a breath of fresh air for not only the band but the whole genre of deathcore as a whole. Like I was ready to shit on it just for fun. Yeah. When you played it. Yeah. But about halfway through, it, I was like, "This is not bad." Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad song at all. <laughs> so you know, it hey, comes up over the whole projects like that. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a suicide album sounds I might like. Hey, you know, it's hard to say. I Me, mean, I also think you probably like if you gave it. A, I guess the old college try. You'd probably like the first album to an extent. I've listened to enough Suicide Silence. I know I'm not a yeah. fan. Yeah. <laughs> Which Fair is fine. Enough, I guess. You know, everybody likes their what they like. You know, uh, they're a band that I hold close because it was one of the one of my gateway. It's like don't bands. go to me for music re- uh, recommendations because I don't like Judas Priest. So <laughs> clearly, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> everybody else in the world does. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, fair enough, I guess. <laughs> but, you know. Thank you, Joshua Fatak, for the question, as always. Yes. And always shouting us out. You're the homie. Thank you. Next up is Manbot's Dog. How did you guys and Spooky Celluloid meet? Uh, through the show, because uh, he he com- he commented on a couple of episodes. He asked questions, and I think we kind of just like stumbled across his page. Yeah, like he initially just you know asked comments or, or asked questions in the comments yeah. like we always do, and we answered him, and then we started watching his YouTube channel. Yeah, and just really liked his sense of humor. And that's when we asked him to do the Japanese porno episode. Again, he he, he sure. had done Terrible Meal already. Yeah, I'm not sure if he had if he said uh, if he asked us to check out the show or not. I can't I remember. remember. I don't think so. I think we just did it. Okay, I don't I don't remember. I think so because I think he reviewed something that we liked. Yeah. So we watched his review of it, and we liked his style and his sense of humor. So we were like, oh shit, let's fucking. Let's have him on to review gross porn. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how you make friends. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, watch some shit porn. <laughs> you want some shit porn with us? Um, Luckily, he was down. <laughs> he, he was down. Uh, it was. Uh, I remember I went through a, like a ton of his content when I was sick. Yeah, and I was just. And I think that's when you're like, oh, you need to watch this shit. Yeah, I was like, this, this shit's fucking great. Yeah. And I can tell you the moment he sold me on his shit <laughs> was in one of his updates. And he yeah. came through the fucking door and he was like, he was like, you want some Japanese ditties? And I was like, that's <laughs> fucking funny as hell. <laughs> Just the way he said it and shit and the way it was shot. I was like, yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> one of the things, too, is like, it didn't update. He had like a bunch of Fulci stuff. And he essentially insinuated he would blow faulty. That was fucking hilarious. Just the way it was shot and the way his sense of humor was, I was like, yeah, I think he'll fit right in with us. His editing's great, too. Yeah, that's an underrated aspect of Spooky. Is he puts a lot of work into his uh, videos. They look oh, yeah. great, and they sound great, and they're cut great, and, you know. Yeah. Y'all should go to his channel and watch his shit, because it's awesome. Hell, even his fucking, like, Instagram page, like, the way, like, just like, oh, I, I watched this movie recently. He gets, like, a little short review on it. Like, the way he sets those shots up, it looks great. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It looks better than half the shit we do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's, he's a great dude. He's awesome. You need to check him out. And uh, go check out Future Productions' new channel while we're giving some shout-outs. What Uh, is it? uh, Murder Billy, a show and tell? Oh, wait. What is this? Oh, yeah. You've been asleep to this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about this. Cinema's Murderbelly is starting a new YouTube channel about Murderbelly, and it's called Murderbelly Show oh, and Tell. Oh, really? Yes. I did not know this was a thing until literally right now. Live, in person, action. <laughs> yeah. I We got back from FrankenCon, and I fucking died. That's awesome. After watching Bug Dogs and nearly crying. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> Man Bites Dog. Thank you. Awesome name, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up is Ra One. Do you think we as humans facing the signs that civilization may collapse through global warming or other issues have a responsibility to not have children? Holy shit. <laughs> um, oh, damn. That's a heavy question. You got some deep ass questions. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's like that fucking Eric Andre skit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, do you uh, you believe in God? And he just cuts to hand and was like, man, you having some dose pass questions. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be quite honest with everyone, and if you if you all, if you have kids and stuff like that, of course that's you know you gonna shame people for having kids. No, that's what I like you're about to do. It's like I mean, if you choose to have kids, then 
No, I, I mean that, that's cool. Whatnot. I don't. I mean, <laughs> that's I just don't cool. like kids very much. <laughs> that's cool. You that's can have cool. kids if you want. <laughs> that's can, cool. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't like kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me neither. Uh, and it's interesting too because I think that that that's, speaks more to it than even like the like the breakdown of civilization and like yeah. is it a responsibility or anything? It's like I think like human evolution is like changing so much as far as like the brain goes. Like we may not physically see it, but we're definitely mentally changing as people. Are we de-evolving? I don't think so because like you know for the longest time it was like you know you find a mate. And you have kids. Mm-hmm. You reproduce. That was the whole goal of the human species was to reproduce. Right. Now there's so many people like us and other people who are like, I don't really want kids. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's just, that seems counterintuitive to what the human species is even based upon. Like, it should be like, you spread your seed and repopulate, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't have, I don't have any interest in doing that. No, me neither. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Though. Like, why all of a sudden is this generation more so than any others? Like, you know, like, I don't really want kids. <laughs> I, I think for me, it's because I can barely take care of my fucking self. <laughs> Where it's like, try to take care of something you know, else. especially like back in the day, it's like, oh, carry on my lineage, carry my name, carry yeah. my name. And it's like, now it's just like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> uh, so it's like, I, I love my father dearly. Rest mm-hmm. in peace. Mm-hmm. But carrying on this lineage is not a good name to carry. <laughs> well, your brother's been like, carrying on, you know that. So That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> That's rough. Uh, I should let the uh, the last name go. <laughs> let it fade to the knot. Yeah, as far as like you know, like is it is it responsible to bring kids into a world where we know global warming is a thing and all that? It's like I don't know, man. You know that that's that's heavy. That's for, I think that's more for the individual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because like I think there's a lot of things like I you know I will say you are asking two dumbasses about a very like. <laughs> very thought-provoking a very <laughs> social question yeah <laughs> uh yeah i don't know man it's like like i said like to me like it's, it's more interesting to look at it from like that that aspect it's like why are more people now not wanting kids than ever before i mean i'm sure there's something to it right is it part of that is it our brains been like ah this world's so fucked why would you want to bring a kid into it <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how I am about it to an extent, but at the same time, it's like I just don't. Mm-hmm. It's part of part of it is that, but most of it's more like I just don't care. Yeah, I don't. Want, I don't want to. I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily irresponsible. No, to bring a kid into the world right now, because um, you know, like I said, I think that's more on the individual than anything. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to sit here and, like, damn somebody for being like, how could you bring a child into a world that's burning alive? Yeah. Especially since most people, in the, especially where we live, don't even believe in Oh, my God. Global warming. Don't get me started on bullshit. <laughs> they walk out, and they're like, there ain't no such thing as no ozone layer. They step outside and get sunburnt in two seconds. What the hell? <laughs> Why's the weather so bad? I wonder. <laughs> Why is it 92 degrees in October? <laughs> Yeah, global warming don't exist because now it's two degrees in December. It's like, yeah, because the colds are cold and the hot's really hot. (laughs) You dumb son of a bitch. How did you do this, God? There's photographic evidence of the fucking ice caps melting, yet your ass won't even look at them, you know? No. So. Uh, Shout out to Cow Decapitation and uh, Gojira. Yeah, shout out. For, uh. Tackling these subject matters. Yeah, right. Thank you, Rod One, for once again the deep existential questions. Keep them coming. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't think we did as good as this one we did last time, but <laughs> I don't know that one, that one. That one was heavy. That one blew my mind a little bit. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Next up is V Bevy. 
V-Baby. V-Baby says, no question, just want to say you guys are awesome, and I am so excited for this disturbing animation episode. Well, thank you. Hopefully it lives up to the expectations. Yeah. I doubt it, because we suck. We're horrible. And I'm tired as fuck. I am too. Uh, you shouldn't be. You just woke up. I Your ass went to bed at what? What time did you go to bed? Uh, like f- four. And slept at four. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long sleep, dog. Dude, I... That's what's funny about you. I took a dirt nap. That's what's funny about you. You're always like, like man, I don't go to sleep at night. It's like, yeah, and you also don't wake up during the day, no. so you get plenty of eight hours of sleep, if not more. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, four o'clock for me is, like, early. <laughs> Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now, why are you counting the damn hours? One, two, three. Dude, it's uh, way over eight. <laughs> I know. You think I wanted to sleep till three? <laughs> Not three. I got you up at four. Hey, you think you've been four? Bullshit artist. It's five up, now, bro. Give me up like a, like three. I'm gonna kick your. Which ass. I know it sounds horrible saying. I'm that. gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna kick your ass. Listen here, buddy. Listen here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> now, god damn it. <laughs> now, damn it, Bobby. But like, yeah, I'm very tired because I had to get up actually early. Yeah, you had to get up at like seven and go to work. Yeah, you know, real early. Yeah, for me especially. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Imagine we're sleeping, sleeping 12 hours and being like, God, there's no sleep enough. Shut the, shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to sleep that long. And every time I do, I feel like shit. <laughs> it's fun to shit on you, man. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. But thank you very much, V-Baby. <laughs> we really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Next up is Andrew Roboto. Andrew Roboto. Domo Marigato. Andrew Roboto. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Roboto. Domo. 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 It sticks, ain't it? I don't know. Man, it? sticks kind of sucks, huh? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't even know if I ever know a sticks song. Oh, you know that one. Is that the sticks? It sticks. And then they also oh. do the. Oh, mama, I'm in fear. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of good. I kind of like that one. You like that one because it's like wrestlers come out to it, though. Yeah. And Chris Cole used it in uh, Dying to Live back in these Yeah. And then they also sang uh, fucking, uh, what's that? I'm sailing away. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's heinous. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that very much. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Andrew Roboto. <laughs> Since this episode features kids' movies with dark or disturbing material, what's your favorite kid slash cartoon show growing up? Uh, SpongeBob, bro. <laughs> SpongeBob is my number one twinkle, answer. Twinkle, twinkle, Patrick Star. I made myself <laughs> a sandwich. My mommy made him bread. Like it, yeah. it tastes like beans and bacon. <laughs> smells like it's been dead. You sing the whole song. Running songs is hard as song cues. Just get more aggressive with it as I go on. When people didn't money, hear. Money, 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 money. <laughs> you stepping on an invisible bass drum over here. Oh, yeah, I was. I was <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do. Doom, 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 doom. My, I got a head. No! <laughs> No, you can't do this. Spongebob got some slapping songs, man. Spongebob just rules. Yeah, it does. Gary song? Oh. Gary, now I know no. I was wrong. I, I messed, messed up, up and, and now you're gone. Plus, it's based on a Wheaton song. Yeah. Which is fucking awesome. Well, it's because the, the Spongebob was created because of Wheaton. Yeah, it's awesome, the dude. Lawless. Yeah. I love Wheaton. Uh, was it Steven Hillenburg? Yeah, Steven Hillenburg. He was... Uh, very much influenced by the mall. He's probably dropping acid listening to Ween and just being like, oh, bro, I got an over Joe. Well, he was also a marine biologist, so. My version's funner. 
I mean, Pope was doing that too. For but. me, it's like I was like, I, I grew up. Man, let me tell you, I'm 33. <laughs> I grew up in the heyday of cartoons, dude. Uh huh. I grew up in the thick of it. The thick of it. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Bomb dropping. <laughs> We're getting sent to hell, boys. <laughs> I'm just kidding, by the way. But yeah, like for me growing up, like I really loved uh, Dexter's Lab. Yeah. Courage the Cowardly Dog was a big one. Dude, they would still play that show when I was a kid. So Goosebumps. Oh, I love Goosebumps. Are you afraid of the dark? I didn't watch as much of that, but uh, Matt didn't blame me for a long time. But there was a show called Cowboys of Moo Mesa that I loved. I did not know that existed until you showed me. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" The '90s version of Land of the Lost was dope. Yeah, uh, SWAT cats ruled. SWAT cats. Uh, street sharks ruled. <laughs> of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was my thing. Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, there used to be this show. I think it was called Skeleton Warriors. Yeah, that was literally just what it was. They were skeletons that fought. That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Like one had like four arms, like Goro and shit. Uh-huh. And I had a toy of that. That was awesome. What was the show that uh, I must watch and reviewed? Talked about cops. I had never seen that show. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Unbox Watch and Reviewed. Yeah, he he followed us. He did. That was wild shit, dude. <laughs> I that blew my mind. Sounded like a. Oh. When I when I saw that, I sounded like a girl at a fucking uh, Beatles concert back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of some other shows like big ones though was like Goosebumps of course yeah. Courage Dragon Ball Z oh Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Z rules I never was necessarily an anime guy like I like I dabbled in anime yeah but I never really like got into it but like Dragon Ball Z Gundam Wing yeah you know even like Sailor Moon and Powerpuff Girls I was into that <laughs> I I love Powerpuff Girls Powerpuff Girls rules I thought about getting tattooed Powerpuff Girls it's one bubble, of course. I showed you that one guy, like the three people got the, uh, yeah. It was Blossom Bubbles, and the Buttercup was the freaking man version of Buttercup. Yeah. That, that, like, they like wear the costumes. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, big fan of. I love cartoons, actually. I oh, still yeah. love cartoons. Rocco's Modern Life, how can I forget that? Yeah. Ren and Stampy. <laughs> Ren and Stampy was gross. Yeah. But yeah. Rugrats, I could go on for days. <laughs> this is my favorite shit. I love cartoons. It is interesting too, like when you come across some a show that like you didn't really watch as a kid, but now you're like, oh wow, this was way heavier or deeper than I ever thought it was. Yeah. So I'm like, hey Arnold. Yeah. Like as a kid, I was like, ah, oh, hey Arnold's fine, but I don't. It's not my show. Like if it's on and I got nothing else to do, I watch it. Yeah. But like, I like I watch episodes now, and I'm like, man, this was like really hitting on some real shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> like this was talking about some real shit. Or even like Doug. Yeah. You know. It's like even like shows like SpongeBob, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I can't sit here and say SpongeBob always tackled the heavy subject matter because they didn't. No. But like occasionally they would have like little things here and there that would be like, hey, you know, probably should, probably would be better if we acted this way. Yeah. Or you know, treated people with a little more respect. 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 Kind of just like moral, moral stuff. Oral. Moral. <laughs> oh no, not moral. Oral. <laughs> like moral tales. What I was gonna say. <laughs> moral but. Oral is a uh, fucked up show, dude. Yeah, it's good. I, I like it. Remember as a kid being kind of scared of was it two ounce mouse or whatever. <laughs> twelve ounce mouse. Twelve ounce mouse. Yeah. <laughs> the art style was so fucked. Was All like, I remember about was... twelve ounce mouse is there was an episode where he goes in to meet his boss, who's a whale. Yeah. And he like shoots the whale, and he's like <laughs> staring at him he's like. See, that didn't work. <laughs> All right, I'll leave now. <laughs> and I thought that was the funniest shit I ever saw. 
I laugh so hard at it. Oh my god. I I mean going to like more adult cartoons like fucking I love Aqua Teen. Aqua Teen Hunter Force, yeah. Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse, yeah. Um The Brack Show. Brack, yeah. yeah. Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Um, um Oh fuck. Why is all the car- cartoons just left my brain now? You were asking McGee. I remember it, but I never watched any of it. C Lab twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, Adult Swim ruled. It did. I until don't. it just became the Family Guy uh, channel. <laughs> and it's like, oh, new record Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick and Morty and Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> As a kid, I like Family Guy. I don't like it so much now. Nah, right. Once you figure out like the format of Family Guy, it takes away a lot from it. <laughs> it kind of ruins it. Yeah, it does. Where it's just like it's just a throwback. Like every everything's a flashback. Yeah. You know what I mean. Which is kind of a surprise that people that you don't pick on it, pick up on it sooner. I yeah, guess. it was actually a South Park episode that like really like keyed me in. Oh yeah, it. yeah, where it's like they have a manatee that writes South Park episode or writes Family Guy episodes. <laughs> it just like goes into this tank with these balls and like picks them out. It's like, do you, like do you remember the time? And it's like he goes and there's like Benjamin Franklin, <laughs> like you know, yeah. just picks out the scenarios and then writes the jokes. I was like, <laughs> that's like that's funny. True. But uh, thank you, Andrew Roboto. Thank you for the uh, the, 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 the the question. Who's yelling? That's my brother. <laughs> Next up, we have Mr. Parka. Mr. Parka. I always say it like L.A. Park. La Parka. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Parka. Chair swinging freak. Chair, chair swinging freak. Uh, the chair man. Mr. Parker of uh, WCW. Yeah, Mr. Parker is the chairman of YouTube. <laughs> he gets you with the steel chair. He does his little dance. <laughs> he just like he does one of the best series on YouTube. The the secret top ten. Then he does yeah. a little chair dance. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Mr. Parker grab a Herschel Gordon Lewis movies and hit him with a chair. <laughs> Fuck awesome! <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> but all seriousness, though, if you're not watching Mr. Parker's Secret Top Ten, actually, if you're not watching Mr. Parker in general, what are you doing? Yeah, you he's know? a he's a legend. He's a godfather. Yeah, of this shit. You know what I mean? He's been around forever, and I, I was watching. He's one of the people that got me into like doing this shit. Yeah, and you got me watching this stuff. Yeah, but and in then, particular, the Secret Top Ten, I think, is a fucking fantastic yes. series. Uh, to date, when, when this episode's coming out and when we're recording it, uh, Jesse Sots is on it. Yeah. Which is awesome. I've already started it. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's a great fucking show. Yeah. Mr. Park has a few questions. First up, favorite pre-2005 SNL cast member? Ooh. 2005, that would be like Will Ferrell and them, right? Oh, uh, God. I don't know. 2005. I don't even remember anything from 2005, to be honest with you. My favorite era is, although, like, I went back and watched SNL, and I find that there's a lot of great moments in SNL. Yeah. But, like, there never was, like, just a, like, wall-to-wall good season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I watched several episodes, and, like, there was many a miss mm-hmm. in many of the seasons, including a weird one that had uh, Malcolm McDowell as the uh, guest host with one of the most racist, <laughs> like, I mean, it was trying to make a political statement. Yeah. And it was making a little statement, but it was still racist as a whole segment. <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Norm MacDonald, though. Norm MacDonald. Fucking legend. Like, he's the guy... The weekend update. He's someone I wish I knew about sooner. Like, mm-hmm. I remember you told me about him. Like, it was not very long after he passed away, and I was like, okay, I'll watch some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's a 
He was a fucking comedic genius. Norm was one of those guys who's like, I always really liked his style of the weekend news because it was yeah. really almost like anti-humor at times. Yes. Like he would just tell jokes that aren't jokes and then just stare at the camera and wait for people to laugh. <laughs> yeah. And that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but like when I started watching like, you started showing me some stuff of his like, his uh, podcast and yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, fuck, he was so funny. Because like oh before my that, my biggest thing I knew about Norm McDonald was when the roast of Bob Saget. Yeah. And he basically did that weekend update thing where he like, he would just t- tell a bomb joke that wasn't funny at all and then just be like and just stare at the camera with a kind of like a a, a, a smirk on his face and he would start laughing because you couldn't help it yeah <laughs> um god his ranting on OJ yeah from SNL was really funny uh when OJ got acquitted, he was like, well, murder is legal. <laughs> Breaking news, murder is legal in California. And he just like, so. Yeah, he just stared at the camera. He was fucking, Norm McDonald's a legend. Yeah. Uh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley, man. Yeah. Like, that dude is in some of the greatest SNL skits of all time. Some that none of people even talk about, too, like the fucking decaf coffee skit. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, would you believe I told you you were drinking decaf coffee crystals? What? What? <laughs> you son Sir, of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> and they're, like, beating him over the fucking head with the private. As God is my witness. <laughs> Of course, van down by the van down by the river, like the fucking uh, Chippendales, Chippendales, the lunch lady. Oh my god! Like Chris Farley was like that dude was gone way too soon. Oh yeah, and of course you got to shout out the OGs, man, Dan Aykroyd, John yeah. Belushi. Those guys are fucking hilarious. And fucking Land Shark, Land Shark, fucking Land Samurai. Shark. Oh. <laughs> oh god, dude, there was a skit like in one of the old Saturday Night Lives. It had John Goodman. Dan Aykroyd and someone else in it. And like there's just these monitors, man. And they're like they're just like, Yeah, you know. Went to the bar the other day. Take a bite of sandwich. I was like, Caven, Caven. Nope, nope, we're good. Uh yeah, I got me a couple <laughs> It just keeps going and then nothing ever happened. It was so fucking funny, man. Oh fuck. Uh, I never seen it and I was like, God that that is fucking class right there, dude. Oh. To me it's like the golden arrow is that like uh Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, David Spade, ironically, yeah. Norm MacDonald. Like, that was, like, the era of SNL. Yeah. Like, that was so good. They were <laughs> so funny. They were, like, just on point, man. Like, everything they did was, like, money. <laughs> the fucking... Also, like, I will give a shout-out to, like, Will Ferrell with the fucking tiny-ass phone. Yeah. I think that was 2000. I think he's post-2005. Yeah. I think. I could be wrong about that. But I'm like sure. Chris Farley again, it's like I was thinking about the other one, like the whole skit where like they're like <laughs> they're at the pool and they're like checking out all the dudes. Yeah. God, it's funny as hell too. Wow. Like wow. you still see that gift, like where he like takes his sunglasses off. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah. If you haven't watched them like Norm McDonald's podcast though. Oh man. Oh my god. Norm McDonald So the funniest out. Shit. <laughs> The fucking grill accessory commercial gone wrong. <laughs> Don't make it seem like it's a plump, juicy cock. <laughs> I will not eat a morsel of food till Margaret Thatcher is dead, dead and buried. She died three weeks ago. <laughs> the biggest bucket of fried chicken you'll ever see. Oh, God. I've watched that clip so many times in the last little bit. Next up, Mr. Park asks, Ghoulies, Critters, or Gremlins? I gotta go with the Gremlins. I'm gonna go critters mm-hmm. oh, and i'll tell you why okay you got ghoulies one you got ghoulies two yeah right yeah 
Or not Ghoulies. Gremlins. You got Gremlins 1, you got Gremlins yeah. 2. Right? Both good movies. But then you got Critters 1. Yeah. Critters 2. Critters 3 and Critters 4. Okay. I think a Gremlins 1 and Gremlins 2 is probably better, though. <laughs> don't you sniff at me, you bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about it. I was like... As the as the creatures, I think like, I like the critters a little bit better. Okay, but I think the movies, Gremlins are better. Yeah, definitely. but I don't know. I like the critters. I think they're cool looking. I like that they can like roll up into balls and they can like fucking like morph into one giant ball. Yeah, I like that eat the bun- Easter Bunny's ass out in that one movie. <laughs> uh, I don't get me wrong. I still I like I love critters. I like that but... they can cuss. Yeah, that's one of my first scenes. <laughs> fuck <laughs> the fuck. Um. But yeah, Gremlins is like an all-time favorite. And, and shout out Ghoulies. Ghoulies are cool, oh. fun too. I, I need to watch Ghoulies, but never the Hobgoblins. Though. <laughs> Hobgoblins. And never the Munchies. The, the, what the hell's the Munchies? <laughs> it gets it gets further, Matt. Oh lord. He goes down down a deep rabbit hole. <laughs> Fuck. Of little monsters. Uh, De Niro or Pacino? Ah. I think Pacino. Yeah, probably. I think Pacino just has a greater body of work that I personally enjoy. Yeah. Like, I think cruising alone puts uh, Pacino over to me. It wasn't De Niro in fucking, what was it, that shitty Adam Sandler movie? That was Pacino. That was Pacino? Yeah. Yeah. The fucking coffee commercial? <laughs> Remember that shit? No. ooh ah! Lord. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Lord, help us. Cape Chino. That's horrible. That's really bad. De Niro wasn't Meet the Fockers, though. Meet the Fockers. That was bad, too. God damn. He was also in Rocky and Bullwinkle. What? Yeah. Oh, the movie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But uh, Pacino was in Jack and Jill. Oh. <laughs> Now we're just like, who has the worst, like, shitty movies in two of them? <laughs> oh, God. I st- yeah, like, Cruising, Dog Day Afternoon, Panic and Needle yeah. Park, Scarface, Godfather 1 and 2. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I don't know. I just think I like Pacino's work just a little bit more. Right. He's he, They're both great. Though. Both amazing. I mean, that's an understatement. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay, you know, fucking, oh, can't believe it. De Niro and Pacino are good actors. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a hot take. Hot takes by John. <laughs> K.O. Supreme's there. Uh, Pepsi or Coke? Oh, uh, Coke. This is a Coke household. <laughs> 100% rock hard cock. Wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. Yeah. Hold up. I've always been a Coke guy. I don't mind a Pepsi every once in a while. Uh, Pepsi's well, are great at like barbecues for some reason. Like you're at like a, like a family barbecue. Yeah. Or a picnic or a grill and someone's got like a cold ass Pepsi. That's the perfect time for a Pepsi. Honestly, like, I don't know if this is just me. Mountain Dew tastes flat. I don't like Mountain Dew, though. Mellow Yellow. Yeah. Mellow Yellow, baby. Taste that beats Mountain Dew. (laughs) (laughs) Baby butt wipes. DVD. Let me tell you something, baby. (laughs) You think Cody Rhodes gets tired of people doing impersonations of his dead dad to him? Probably. Yeah, I was thinking that the other day. Because some guy in the front row was dressed like Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. He walked over and he's like, let me tell you something, baby. And Cody's like, ha, ha, ha. But you know on the inside, he's like, you motherfucker. (laughs) I'd punch you in the fucking throat. (laughs) I'd imagine. He 
he's like, he goes like just the airport and like, let me tell you, Cody, baby. And he's like, oh, yeah, I never heard that one before. No, that's great. <laughs> wow, I can't believe it. That's great, you motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know how we got on. Oh, Millie, yellow. Uh, well, his last question is: Would you rather have nonstop <laughs> friends request for paranormal investigators? <laughs> <laughs> or amateur stand-up comedians. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Amateur stand-up comedians, are, every post is going to be like, they're going to try to be funny. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah. Because it's not very funny. Because they're basically just testing their material out on their Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> I personally don't have any experience with either paranormal investigators or stand-up comedians yeah. on my Facebook page, because I don't use Facebook, really. No. At all, other than just to promote things that I do. Yeah. So, you know. I use it so little that I think my last post was like almost a year and a half ago. So I'm like... Yeah, yeah right. So it's like... But which one? Man, I don't know. According to Mr. Parker, paranormal investigators are racist. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably worse. Yeah, probably. Bigotry and racism, I think, is it trumps unfunny comedians. <laughs> yeah. Unless the unfunny comedians are also racist. <laughs> yeah, then that's real bad. Yeah. They're just making really bad racist jokes. Oh, my that's God. That's a bad time right there. Oh, my God. Talk That'd about be horrible. A, talk about a bad time. <laughs> yeah, I would... I'd rather get shot in the face than deal with the other I got shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love Tim and Eric. Hey, 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 Did you see what Eric Eric Wareham did recently? No. He posted on his Instagram story, right? He was like, I want you to go to your music player. Okay. Delete all the music. <laughs> Download this song, and it was a song by Fit for an Autopsy. That's awesome. He was like, "Now do a mosh, start a mosh pit at the at the dinner table." Fantastic. So I was, like, I was thinking about so Tim and Eric's awesome. skit recently. You know, like the whole one where it's like the where Eric plays the lady that likes to be degraded by the boss. Yeah. And he throws the coffee in her face. Hmm. And he he makes her like he, she makes him like a like a music video of her her being sexy and shit like that. Yeah. And she's he's just like running her down in front of everybody. Yeah. God, there's two parts of that that fucking destroy me. Her coworker just keeps leaning over and like, You fucking pig <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> shit like that. I'm just like uh, oh my god, it's so funny! And then, like <laughs> at one point, her face—it's just—it's just Eric's face, just like, mm, and Dan fucking throws the coffee onto the TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh fuck, dude! Oh, I love Tim and Eric so much. I need to watch the movie. It's good. It's not as good as the show, but it's good. But, I mean, the show is like classic shit, though. It did give a shrimp. Shrimp. And the <laughs> that's a good boy. Let me see that boy. <laughs> I'm gonna take that boy. <laughs> He's my son now. <laughs> also, my favorite joke in the movie is when he's like, "It's Will Ferrell's like they're trying to buy them all," and <laughs> Will Ferrell's like, "Y'all want to watch Top Gun?" And they're like, "The Tom Cruise movie?" Not, I mean, sure, 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 we can watch it, yeah. And it's like an hour and fifty minutes later or something like that, and it's like, good movie, right? It's like, yeah, really good movie. <laughs> You want to watch it again? <laughs> like, run, run out? I mean, uh, sure. <laughs> watch it again. But uh, thank you, Mr. Parker, for the question, as yes. always. You rule. Go watch his YouTube channel. It's awesome. Yes. I'm going to start using him to make lists of shit I need to buy at Grindhouse Video. So I don't <laughs> yeah. walk in and get overwhelmed and be like, I don't know what to get. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought a bunch of a bunch of shit that I'm like, oh, why'd I do this? <laughs> why'd I do this? There's probably 10 other movies I could have gotten. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Next up, Gut Pile 138. We Bow. are 138. Ho, ho. ho. We <laughs> are 138. Oh. No. Do not do the fucking snoring guy. Uh, Gut Pile 138. Brendan Terry asks, which, by the way, go hit him up if he still has copies of Deviant. I don't know if he does or not. But hit him up just in yes. case and buy that shit because it's good. And then go listen to his podcast. Yes. Morbid Vision. Horror. Yes. I'm Robert Horror. Mor- Am I fucking stupid? Are you fucking stupid? I don't know. Now I gotta look to make sure I'm not fucking stupid. Yawn is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's... Oh, fuck, I'm dumb. I try to give someone cool a shout out and I'm just like... Brains. Brain dot. Brain machine AI. not working. Not enough caffeine in body. That's Shutting down. Morbid Horror Podcast. Yeah. Yes. Morbid Horror Podcast. I was right. By Deviant. Listen to the podcast. Yes. His question is, favorite Adam Albrant movie? Oh. Yes. Someone nobody really talks about anymore. No. Because kind of disappeared. Yeah. What was the movie he was working on? Was it Sadist? Sadist? Was that it? The Sadist? I think so. And he kind of just disappeared off the face of the planet. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know where he is. It's a shame because I think he left a pretty, you know, before he decided to get out of it, you know, he left a pretty good body of work. Yeah. You know, between... Cemetery, Crossbear, Hunted. Hunters. Hunters. Excuse me, Hunters. Which I think a lot of people would say Hunters is his best word because it's probably the most extreme. Yeah. It's a really fucked up movie. Very, very fucked up movie. But I think me and you both agree on what our favorites are. Yeah, my favorite is The Burnt House. Yeah, Burnt House. Burnt uh, House I think it's his most mature film, which is ironic because it's like one of his earliest films. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It works for it's me. Legitimately scary. It's yeah, fun. like it works for me on all kinds of fronts. Like... It's creepy, it's atmospheric, it's a slow burn, the visuals are really interesting, and when it when it gets scary, it's scary. Oh, yeah. And it has just, like, this unnervingness to it where you're never really sure, it's like, is there supernatural things going on, or are these people just broken people? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's all a catalyst by, like, SIDS, you know, where these people, this couple loses their kid, and so they move into, like, his old childhood house. Yeah. And things start but, getting crazy. Yeah, bad things are happening. And there's this fucking old song. It's like, call me sweetheart. That plays like every time something creepy is about to happen. It works. And I love the way it's shot, too. It's like really pale. Yeah. Cold looking. Yeah. I think think Burnt House is a fucking fantastic movie. Movie scares the shit out of me. I like most of the stuff that Adam did, though. Yeah. Like, I can't think of anything he did that I didn't think was at least good. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, The Cemetery, which I think is maybe the weakest of his films. Yeah. It's still good. Yeah. I think it's mostly... Uh, we we thought it was kind of because of the soundtrack, but the soundtrack and some of the writing, which the soundtrack like it, the music in it does go hard. Don't mm. get me wrong, I like Flesh God. It just feels out of place. Yeah, that and the some of the uh, dialogue was a little weird too. Yeah, some of the writing was a little off. Right, but like you know, it's kind of interesting because I think he would fit in more now in the underground than he would when he was making movies. Yeah, like some of that real sexually explicit shit he was doing. Mm-hmm. That I think you know he could go full hog and. I think people would be really into it. Oh, yeah. You know? So. Who knows? Maybe one day he'll reappear and make a movie. Yeah. Uh, I hope he's all right. Yeah. I hope he's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Gutpile138, for the question. And if you've not seen Burnt House, go check that movie out. It's well worth your yes. time. And last but certainly not least is the homie from up north, our favorite French Canadian, <laughs> Spooky Celluloid. Hey. Who just asked, what's your favorite pizza toppings? Oh, man. Uh, bruh, bruh. I'm a simple man. I like the pep- I like pepperoni. Mama told me <laughs> when, when I was, I was young. 
<laughs> I'm very simplistic when it comes to my pizza. Um, I mean, I can go for like all meats and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. But like, I just like cheese and pepperoni. It's it's classic. And when I'm feeling fancy, mm. some, maybe some mushrooms. Yeah. But other than that, you know, I don't have to have nothing else. You know. But like, if I'm getting real crazy with it, throw on some sausage. You yeah. Know? Throw on some some ham. Some ham. Some mush. Oh yeah, I think that shit's great. But I, it's hard to beat classic pepperoni. Yeah, and pepperoni cheese. cheese is like the best. It's, like you get that pe- you get that piece of pizza that's kind of floppy. Yeah, like the tip sagging just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> the way you described it was kind of gross sounding though. The tip's kind of soggy. It's just sagging a little. Yeah, I, I get what I know exactly what you're saying. Of course, I think everyone does. But in my brain, it was just like, oh, have a second. I put on Super Mega the other night while I was sleeping. Yeah, and uh, Matt said busting a sag. Ugh, and that just made me laugh really hard. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. So I was thinking about that when I said <laughs> it's a little saggy, a little soggy, a little, little su- <laughs> busting a sog, busting a sog. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hot again. Yeah, pepperoni, pepperoni, man, pepperoni is the best. Aces. Aces. But we appreciate everybody for your questions and your comments. You yes. all are awesome as always. And if you would like to join these lovely individuals, you can do so by going to sickoncinema at gmail.com and email us there. Or you can wait to the week of the episode. We are a bi weekly podcast. And on our Instagram page, we'll post a lovely little image that has a little skeleton being like, meh. Meh. That says we are taking questions and you can ask in the comments below. Yes. And we're going to take a few minutes here to use the bathroom and refresh mm-hmm. and everything. And when we come back, we're going to get so sad. Oh, it's going to be real. It's Just gonna, depressing. It's going to be upsetting. Upsetting, man. Just sad. <laughs> Just the big sad. So get ready for that. It's going to be a real good time. Yes. But we'll be right back here on Sick On, on Cinema. cinema. <laughs> the boy. For the next 90 seconds, while this preview of coming attractions is playing, will all film goers with any degree of wit taste, and intelligence, please keep your critical remarks to yourselves, or we'll nail your tongues to the floor. Thank you. Why do young girls misbehave? Is punishment the answer? Welcome to our country club, ladies. This is the last stop on your tour. Here they are. The loveliest girls in the history of socially conscious cinema. Reform school girls. My name's Edna. Some of the girls call me Eddie. I like that. Some are innocent, but not for long. Some refuse to be degraded for about 10 seconds. Your time is doubled. Shows your chin. They come from all walks of life just to get stepped on. (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun. See the lyrical shower scene. Reflect on the dramatic kitty stomp. Think about the spectacular hose down. This is the motion picture they said couldn't be made. Reform School Girls, starring Wendy O. Williams. You're all wankers. Pat Ast. Bring me something to wipe my shoe. Linda Carroll. Kill you, murder! And Sybil Denning as Warden Sutter. You'll treasure the heroic saga of young ladies and their struggle for respect, decency, and a warm place to take a shower. Control! 
so young, so bad, so what? Reform school girls. <laughs> Now, Matt. Yeah. When we decided to do this episode, uh-huh. I had no clue the mental and emotional strain <laughs> this was going to have on me. Now, I didn't either. <laughs> I thought this was going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, you know, it's kids' movies that, you know, gave a little bit of childhood trauma. Yeah. No. No, fuck no. This is horrific. This is just sad, bleak, depressing shit. From... Like, we watched the first movie, what, on, like... I watched it on Monday. I don't know when I watched it. I don't remember. Uh, I think it was, like, Tuesday or Wednesday. It had to you be something it. like that. I watched it on, like, Monday, and I was like, hmm. I'm pretty sure I texted him, like, have fun with that one. <laughs> yeah. Which, we'll get into that one at the very end, actually. Yeah. Which is ironic. But, um... Then it didn't get better. No, no, it really didn't. It's like movie we watched together. One of them. Mm-hmm. It was like that. No, that was pretty bleak, but not not as bad. Not as bad. And then we got to the last one. It was bad. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it. It was bad. This has not been a fun prep. It's not been a fun prep at all. No. Definitely looking forward to next week, especially since we uh, had to change it for our own mental health. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's awesome. it was really supposed to be way fucking worse. I didn't want to commit the self-death. Not yet. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't want to watch those movies, to be honest with you. We, 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 I don't think we should even like bring up what it was. No, not yet. Not yet, because we're still going to do it. It's just going to be at a later date. I think we should probably ask if, how people want us to do it. Sure, sure. I feel you on that one. Because if they don't, if they think we should not cover it, then that's fine. Yeah. It could make for a shit episode. It could. But let's talk about something that's not going to make for a shit episode, because this is guaranteed to be somewhat entertaining. <laughs> it's at least going to be depressing. <laughs> so let's let's go. Let's go. So yes, we're covering disturbing kids' movies, although to call these kids' movies is a loose definition of them, I would say. The thing is, they were all made for children. <sighs> were they made for children's or families? <sighs> Because it feels weird to be like, I'm going to rent this for old little Timmy and sit him in the living room and let him watch it and I'm going to go cook. I mean, it feels like you'd need a parent there to at least explain what's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or why it's happening. Yeah. But again, there, uh, I'm pretty sure when the wind blows is on the Severin kids, yeah. And Watership Down's in the Criterion Collection. And Plague Dogs is Scream Factory. Yeah. So they're all three completely different, but I'm pretty sure that they're all released originally at least for families and kids. All right, well. Which originally we were going to do Feel It Day, which I'm glad we didn't do that. <laughs> Feel It Day may be better. Uh, no. No? No. It's about... At least, a, like, cats, it's, like, cuss and fuck and... Well, yeah. It's like a jalo almost, I hear. <laughs> but I've heard it's extremely fucking fucked up. Yeah, but it'll have been better than being sad. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just get into these films. Let's jump in. So we're starting in 1978 with what is considered a animated classic. Yes. You know, a film that is regarded pretty highly, you know, by mm-hmm. an author who is very highly regarded, which is... What is his name? The the author? Yeah. I'm a dumbass and didn't write it down. Well, god damn it. Talk a little bit and I'll look it up. Um, 
It is directed by Martin Rosen. Martin Rosen, who only did three things. He only did three things, and two of them were this and another movie <laughs> yeah. we're doing on this show. That's weird, isn't it? It's very weird. Because he had such a good eye, I think. Yeah. Like, he, I really liked his, like, style. Yeah, uh, the art style in all of these are... Richard Adams. Richard Adams. This is 1978's Watership Down. Yes. When you look up lists of like childhood trauma films, this is always on them. Yeah. And I can see why, for sure. Mm-hmm. Because this is definitely a movie that's like, if you watch this as a kid, it could fuck you up. Oh, yeah. So basically what we have here is we have a rabbit named Fiverr. Yeah. Who one day while in his warren, which is what they call their little communities. Their, uh, the burrows. The little, yeah, their little inhabitants, you know, the habitations. Uh, has a premonition of blood on the fields and something mm-hmm. terrible coming. So he tells his brother Hazel, who goes to the elder rabbit, and is like, hey, yo, something bad's about to happen. Fiverr, you know, he gets these from time to time, and he's never been wrong. Yeah. Elder rabbit won't believe him. So Hazel and a group of ragtag rabbits decide to journey on to a new to find a new warren. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, man comes and excavates everything and fucks it up and <laughs> cultivates it for probably a parking lot or something. Who knows? Probably for a Dollar General store. <laughs> we lived way before that, I'm pretty sure. But. So the majority of the film follows the the rabbits as they're just going on misadventures, trying to find the next place to stay. Mm-hmm. And of course, some get picked off by nature along the way, of course. Yeah. Until they finally get to their new warren and everything seems to be good. Until Hazel's like, "Hey, yo, we have no way to reproduce." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is it. This is us. Yeah, we no. die off, then this is gone. Everything's done. Yeah, so we have to have a way to reproduce, you know, reprocreate the, the, the community. Mm-hmm. So they decide to find what they call does, which is female rabbits. Yeah. So that they can mate mm-hmm. and, and build a community. Yeah. However, the does they're looking for are in another warren known as the Ephrafra. Yeah. Which is led by an evil dictator named Woundrot. Who then is a ruthless son of a bitch, and it basically becomes a war between the two rabbit tribes over, you know, basically just the rights of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> the freedom of choice of where to go and what to do with your life. Essentially, the movie is like dictatorships are bad. Dictatorship bad, yes. yes. Um, yeah, this one is a great movie. It's a very good movie, yeah. A uh, bit confusing. My biggest problem. We'll go ahead if we're gonna go there first with the our problems with the movie first. The yeah, negatives, is uh, none of the rabbits had a distinguishing enough looks and their personalities to figure out who was who. Yeah, like Big Wig, I know because he had hair on his head. Yeah, Fiverr, I knew because he was the smallest. Mm-hmm. But even like Hazel, who's yeah. like the leader of the rabbit group, I, if he was running around with a group of them, I couldn't tell you which one he was. Yeah, I couldn't either. And then like that one point, he's like Dandelion, Blackberry, and I'm like, who are they? Yeah. You know, have we seen these rabbits before? These new rabbits? You know, like, yeah. uh, how many rabbits are in this group? Like, yeah. I'm really confused. Um, Another thing, too, is what I will say going into this movie, people need to understand. They condensed... 400 pages of a book. Yeah. Into, what, 90 minutes? I think it's under 90. Under 90? I could be wrong about that, but I think it's under 90. That's wild. It is very wild. Uh, It shows, definitely. Yeah. You you definitely feel that certain parts are rushed. Mm -hmm. And that, like I said, like with the characters, like if they had more time, they could have flushed out the background characters in particular a lot more to get a better idea of who they were and what their roles were. Because they're like, oh, we need some runners. Yeah. Without ever explaining what that even... I mean, you figure it out. You're not dumb, but, you know... 
uh, without anyone ever being like, well, I'm actually the fastest. Let me show you. You know, like, you know, <laughs> you don't know who these people are, yeah. what their role is in this group, or like who they are and what their personalities are. So sometimes adapting a book to a movie can be very difficult. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's so much stuff to cover. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like we talked about this on a previous episode with Lords of Chaos. They tried to condense a entire saga into, you know, a film. It was like four to five years worth of stuff into like an hour and a half. Yeah, and it all feels like it happens within a weekend. Yeah, exactly. Um, but outside of that, I thought this was a really solid movie. Yeah. You know, it's definitely, you know, there's a lot of stuff about it that I really love. Like, it, it's first of all, it's very, very pretty. Yeah. It looks very good. The music is very good. The, the voice acting is very good. The art style, like you said. It's very inter- very interesting. You know, like the rabbits are kind of drawn in a more realistic style. Mm-hmm. But then like all the like the landscapes are almost like watercolor paintings. Yeah. Very pretty. Very cool. Like it a lot. Um, it's action packed. It's exciting. Yeah. You know, it's very adventurous. You know, there feels real. There feels like there's real danger in the situation. Oh, yeah. At any moment that any of the rabbits could be taken out. I will say I would not consider this movie to be... Very fun, though. <laughs> I don't know. Because it is pretty... It can be pretty dark at times. It's dark, but, like, I don't know. This one felt like it's on, like, the edge of your seat excitement kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when Big Wig goes to the Ephrafra and, like, infiltrates it and to get the does yeah. to help them escape to get to their colony. You know, that feels like edge of your seat stuff, man. Like, oh, he's going to get caught. He's going to get caught. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's, like, he's talking to the bird and, you know, one of the one of the um, owls, is that what they call him? Owlswa? Oh, God. Ausla, I think it's something like they that. They have a bunch of, like, terms and stuff. Yeah, that, a bunch of weird names. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, you see him, like, in the field, like, watching him. You're like, oh, he's going to get caught. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's what I'd say about this movie opposed to the next two movies mm-hmm. is that there's excitement here. There's fun. There's adventure. You know, yeah. There's action. You know, the action gets kind of brutal, though. Yes. Like, when the, when the rabbits fight each other, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, they get... They get cut up. Yeah, like, they make a big deal about ripping up the ears in particular. And marking people. Yeah. And they show it, you know? Yeah. Which, that's definitely where this movie gains its, like, disturbing kid status, is that it's, for a kid's movie, it's inherently very violent. Yeah. <laughs> it gets really violent. They, like, there, there's a lot of blood in this, in comparison to, like, a lot of other kids' movies. Oh, for sure. Especially, like, in, like, America. You know? Oh, my God. American kids' films in this era was nowhere near this violent. <laughs> like, they may insinuate violence, but they didn't show violence, you know? Yeah. And, um... Um, I feel like I'm gonna sneeze. Oh, I'm about to see the face of God. Here we go. Uh. I think it's gone. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Anyway, back to the movie. Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought completely on that one. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I find this movie to be very interesting and, like I said, really exciting and really fun. Yeah. And like, I could see myself as a kid like really loving this movie. Sure, it might freak me out at point, especially Wound Rot. Oh, he's creepy. He's a freaky looking rabbit. Yeah, he's got like one like blonde eye, mm. and like they. Did a very good job making him look like a threat. Oh yeah, like he's big and beefy. Big beefy. He was. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was a unit. Yeah. <laughs> he was that boy. Thick. <laughs> but like at one point, like a dog just rips a bunch of rabbits apart. Oh yeah. It's just like fuck, man. And like <laughs> that fucking <laughs> minor spoiler. But like <laughs> when that dog is like going on a rampage, Wind Rod's like, bring it on, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Like, you don't want to root for the guy because he's a piece of shit. But at the same time, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, let's go. Fight that dog. Damn. Well, you know. You know. You can, you can figure out how that goes. You can imagine how it would go. I don't think too, it takes too much imagination to figure out how that turned out. How a rabbit versus a dog would go. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, like this movie does like a really cool thing at the beginning too, where it like builds this like lore. Yeah, where it's like you got Frith. I think is how you say it. Frith is the. Is I was the confused. God. I was constantly going back and forth between Frith and Firth. Also, something that I do want to talk about real fast mm-hmm. is like again. I know it's the the people who put it out is Criterion. Criterion, yeah. But after you watch the movie and you look at the packaging. It's fucking great. It is very good. Like yeah. the disc is is the Frith. It's Frith, Sun yeah. God, Sun God who like you know create all the animals mm-hmm. and then El. <laughs> I never forgot to pronounce that thing's name. Yeah. The Prince of the Rabbits, if you will. Yeah, who is the Black Rabbit? Yeah, which is kind of like their version of death. Yeah. Which not a bad version though. He's not like an evil death. Yeah, no. just when it's your time, he comes for you. Exactly. Not in a negative way though. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of celebrate it in a way. Exactly. You join um, his Oswa, you know. Yeah. You become a, a soldier in his army. A soldier. Kind of thing. But, like, you know, he's the prince of all the rabbits, and, like, he reproduced to a point where they were destroying the land. Yeah. So, like, then he made all the animals enemies of the rabbits, and then, you know, but he was like, I won't make it a one-sided fight. You know, you'll be mm-hmm. able to run. You know, that's really interesting. I don't know. I thought it was kind of a cool ideal and like a good lore for like rabbits and it's, why these rabbits mean something and why they're it's, important. It's also kind of a play on biblical. Yeah, it really is. Like yeah. stuff. It's cool. It's a really cool movie. I like it a lot. Um, I'm glad I watched it. Like I said, I think I told you before we uh, recorded, I was like, I don't know if I ever would have watched this outside of the podcast just because it's like, you know, it didn't seem like something I would be interested in. Uh, I feel like I would have eventually watched it. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew um, about it. I knew that it was pretty highly regarded. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It was, like, an ideal of watching a animated movie about rabbits fighting each other. It just didn't seem... <laughs> that interesting? Yeah, you know? And I was wrong. It's a, it's a great movie. I mean, I originally got it for the podcast, mm-hmm. so... Because I knew we were going to do this eventually. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll probably end up watching it again at some point in the future. See if I can get a better understanding of everything because there's a lot of lore that happens in the the time frame yeah and like i said i only have that one minor which it's kind of minor kind of major yeah because there is a point where like they're running from a farm and like uh, a farmer shoots at them yeah and one of the rabbits gets hit and i was like who was that yeah and they're like hazel got hit and i'm like oh shit that was the main rabbit like yeah. i didn't even know he was there <laughs> yeah i didn't <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of dis- uh, distinction. Little, yeah, distinction would have helped. Yeah, would would have would have set it off more. But I still think it's a, a movie that's well worth anybody's time. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, for a kids' movie, it's really fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I will say, in comparison with the other two, well, here's the thing: it's probably the more like I would say it's more of the viscerally disturbing. Yeah. Of the three, like because it's very violent at times. Yeah. And, like that's kind of crazy for a kids' movie. You're not you're not used to seeing like blood flying and teeth covered in blood and like yeah. ears being torn to shreds and you know it also does show a bunch of animals being fucking mercilessly destroyed at points yeah but I will say this is the closest to an actual kids movie as you're <laughs> going to sure. get with this episode <laughs> Because, like, the other two I wouldn't say are necessarily what you would call disturbing, for for say. Mm -hmm. Brutally sad, yes. (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely disturbing on, like, 
if we had like a scale, to yeah, like, this is like towards the lower end for of sure. disturbing, but on the high end of make it cry. Yeah, well, no, I was talking about uh, Watership Down. Oh, Watership Down, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, when it comes to, like, the movies that are in the disturbing series, this is the close to the bottom. I will say the ending is kind of like, why'd we, why'd why'd we do that? Why'd we have to do that? We didn't yeah. have to do that. It didn't, yeah, have to, it didn't have to end sad. No, it didn't. I won't spoil it, but it did not have to end sad. You could have ended it with Happily Ever After, and everybody would have been just as fine. Yep. <laughs> it no. it would have changed nothing. <laughs> Can't do that, though, apparently. No. Make everyone fucking sad. Adam, whatever his name is. What was the name I said it was? I don't remember. Back. Martin Rosen. <laughs> Martin Rosen, you bastard. You bastard. So same, uh, we're sticking with Martin Rosen. We're sticking in the UK. Yeah. All three of these are in the UK. Yes. Damn you, UK. <laughs> Fucking bastards. <laughs> you damn fucked up cartoons. Oh, God. They're all... Yeah, they're all from the UK, and they're all fucked. This one is from 1982. Yeah. Like I said, still directed by Martin Rosen, and it is The Plague Dogs. Oh, my God. Which is the lesser known of the two uh, films by Martin Rosen, for sure. Yeah. Like, I had never even heard of this movie until, um, I think, Shout put it out. I could have swore at one point, like, again, I could be completely wrong. This could just be something that my brain's made up. But I thought I remembered them playing a little bit at school. Really? Yeah. Because I guess it is like a PG movie. It is, for sure. But, good lord. Yeah. Uh, so, the overall message of this movie is that uh, animal testing is not good. Yeah, which I guess you could also interpret to human experimentation if you really wanted to. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's definitely, like, some plays on, like, Unit 731 and, like, Holocaust shit. Yeah. For sure. And some of the imagery, you know what I mean? It's essentially telling, like, it's <laughs> another movie we could have done for disturbing kids in movies, to be honest with you, is, like, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Pajamas. Yeah, for sure. Like, this, uh, it really does kind of, like, a telling of, like, two Jewish people escaping <laughs> a concentration camp. Yeah. You know, and their struggles to survive in the wilderness kind of thing. Like, it basically plays out like that, but instead of Jewish people, we have dogs, yeah. you know, and instead of a concentration camp, we have an experimentation lab. Which there is a movie that's similar when it comes to like, like, it's two Holocaust survivors escaping, you know, a concentration camp. I don't remember the name of the movie. If you know it, uh, Tell us. Yeah, message us, email us. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing it in school. <laughs> I didn't think about that until you kind of brought it up right then, to be honest with you, but I guarantee that's what they were getting at. Yeah. That, uh, yes, yeah, essentially experimentation on yeah. animals and yeah, that correlates to human experimentation as well. Yeah, for sure. But given, having a way of telling that narrative to a younger audience. Yeah. Look, cute dogs. Yeah. But at the same time, this is still <laughs> brutally depressing. Yes. <laughs> the movie opens with a dog drowning. Yeah. And then they take it out of the water and <laughs> drain all the water that's inside of its fucking body yeah. to keep it alive. So they can do it again. Fuck. Yeah, that's so how it opens. So <laughs> basically we have two dogs. We have Rofe. Ralph. Ralph and <laughs> Snitter. Snitter, yeah. Fucking, what a name. Oof. <laughs> yeah, Snitter. Um, Ralph is the one that was being tested with the water. Yeah. And Snitter's had something done. They said they say at one point in the movie that they were experimenting on his brain. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. So they escape the they escape the laboratory and they go on the run, 
but it turns out that they may have been exposed to the bubonic plague. Yeah. And now the government is in fear that they may be spreading the bubonic plague everywhere they go. Yeah. So they must hunt them down and kill them. Yeah. And basically the story is that the two dogs are, you know, trying to survive out in the wilderness on their own. Yeah. But they do run into a... uh a fox named the Todd. The Todd. The Todd. The Todd. Yeah. <laughs> if they, when they said his name is the Todd, I was like, that seems like such a like almost like a grim fairy tale name. <laughs> I thought it was like a, like a jock kind of thing. Like I'm the Todd. No, <laughs> I can drink sixteen beers in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you talk. I need water. <laughs> I ate sixteen raw eggs, shit them out, and made an omelet. Oh. <laughs> I'm the Todd. That's disgusting. That's, <laughs> I do not need to think about the Todd doing fucking squirm fest shit. I was arrested on multiple counts of sexual assault. I'm the Todd. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That sounds like something the Todd would do. <laughs> fucking bastards. Oh fuck. Anyway, the Todd is not that. No, Todd's actually a fox that's weird and sketchy but is helpful he's sketchy in the sense that he's like i do what i can to survive yeah and you can follow me if you want to but i'm going to survive regardless if you do or not yeah so yeah like the movie just plays out as like you know when you think about like a journey of two dogs in the Mm -hmm. wilderness trying to find a new home or whatever you think about movies like homeward bound you think about milo and otis Mm -hmm. you think about like maybe even something like all dogs go to heaven yeah this ain't that no, no, this ain't a fun wild adventure where they're oh they're going down the river on a raft at one point. Oh no, how are they gonna survive the rapids? This is more like where are we gonna find water? How are we gonna eat? Mm-hmm. Oh no, this wound on my head is causing my brain to go crazy. Yeah, I've gone blind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we are emaciated. <laughs> Get, poor Snitter, man. I'm exhausted because my body is overworked from having to swim so much. Yep. <laughs> There's nothing fun, man. No. Matt, I'm standing up. You see me? Yeah, I see you. There was nothing fun in this movie. No. It was misery. Yeah. It was depressing misery. The whole entire fucking movie. And I'm like, who is this for? I don't know. Before I get on this rant, let me just say. You're already on the rant. I know. But before I get too far into it, uh-huh. let me just say, the movie's really good. Yes. it's a, It is very good. It's yes. beautiful. It's touching. It's sad. Yeah. But at the time, it is kind of heartwarming because, like, there's a bond between these two that is sweet, you know. Yeah. And I would recommend watching this movie, but be, be ready. Yeah. But I do want to know, who was this for, Matt? I guess for families is what the market marketing was. Like, I, you know, we were talking about, like, movies like Old Yeller, sad movies, right? Yeah. At least in Old Yeller, they get to enjoy the dog before the bad happens. <laughs> right? Before the dog gets rabies, they get to have fun with it. You get moments of like, ha, ha. even here's the thing. I personally, you know, no, you know, it's not a surprise now. When the wind blows is gonna be the last movie we cover. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the one I find to be the saddest. Yeah. But even in when the wind blows, there are moments of fun. Yeah. There's moments where you laugh and chuckle. That is vacant from this film. <laughs> yeah. Um, the closest you get the fun is people being killed. People die. Yeah. A guy gets his head blown off with a shotgun. Mm. <laughs> Matt, I'm so confused by this movie. I don't know. Who it dumbfounded me when I was watching it. When I was watching it, I was like, this is just this is just torture. 
This is mental torture. Yeah, this is that I am enjoying because it is a good movie, but it is mental torture. It's like it's like all the, it's like the Green Mile. <laughs> I mean, you're watching it, and you're like, oh my god, this is just brutal. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I'm so sad, I'm so depressed. <laughs> Why am I watching this? Oh, because it's really well made and the acting's great and it's actually a really good story. But yeah. <laughs> regardless, it's so sad. It's brutally sad. Um, it's, yeah, essentially, it's just two dogs trying to survive out in the wilderness when they've never done that. Yeah, because they've been either they've either had a an owner or they've been in captivity their entire life. Yeah, like most dogs. Yeah. So it's them trying to adjust to a wild animal's world while being hunted. Well, but yeah, but while being hunted by people who want them dead. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like when I'm watching, when I was watching, I was just like, like in the movie, it's so dreary. Like it feels like there's no sun in this movie. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it never seems like there's a, like a point where there's like a bright sunny day Mm-mm. with flowers blooming and butterflies fluttering around and birds singing. It's just dreary. It looks like a black metal album cover at times. <laughs> just snow and rain and mountains <laughs> and dogs starving. Yeah, and that's the whole point of the. That's like the whole crux of the film is them trying to find food and like they show physically them like emaciating and you start seeing their ribs and yeah, it's the like faces. This, become more gone. It's like this is horrific. Their ears start. Their ears start drooping. Yeah. It's like this is horrific. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh God, man. I don't even know what else to say about this thing. To be honest with you, because it's just it's brutal. It's fucking honestly like one of the saddest films I've seen in a long time. And it's like you know if I look at it as not a kids movie. Like I'm like okay, it's not a kids movie. Yeah, I can understand it a little bit more because you know as adults there are times we want to watch movies that make us sad. Yeah, why we do that? You know, I don't know. It's hard to say. But yeah, it's, it's human nature at times. Times you just you know what? I need a good cry. Let me put on something. Mm-hmm. Right. As a kids movie, yeah, <laughs> this doesn't make sense, Matt. No, it doesn't. <laughs> This should not have been made for kids. But at the same time, it's like, who this is for? Because it would make adults cry. I teared up watching this. And you know the last time I cr- like cried watching a movie was? A long time? A long time ago. Man, it's just like, the movie opens and it's just like, and now there's no more pain. And I'm like, and oh like, boy. What? <laughs> It's like, oh, there's no more pain. It's like, okay, that's sad. That's real sad. Then you see a dog almost drowned. Drowned, yeah. It's like, God damn. And then, like, another dog dying during experimentation. They just, like, scoop it over the shovel and throw it in the incinerator. Oh, my God. You're just like, I hate this. What? (laughs) But, like, that sounds like I'm shitting on the movie. I'm not shitting on the movie. The movie's really good. If this was made for kids, this is solo for children. (laughs) It is. This is solo for children. It's horrific. But I guess it's the same way, you know, the same reason we like to watch shit that fucks us up, just disturbing. Yeah. You know, why do we like that? It's hard to say. It gives you an emotional boost, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I, I can't get over it because I, I see the movie as a kid's movie because that's how it was sold to me. Yeah. This is a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. This ain't no kid's movie. No. <laughs> this is a movie for sad adults. <laughs> yeah, this is for adults who just want to be sad. This is somebody who wants to torture themselves with something real sad. <laughs> also, like, you watched this movie, and then you came in here, and you got my goofy ass up mm-hmm. to record this episode. I had to go to bed on this. <laughs> yeah. I had to go to bed with this on my mind, bro. Yeah. You gave away how bad we were at prepping for this week. I must well, say, you- I literally just watched this movie, because I did. Well... It was a busy week. It was a real busy week. It was week. a busy week. Look, 
We're here. We're recording it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give us no guff. <laughs> Don't you shit on us. <laughs> Don't you shit on how bad of a podcast we are. We already say that enough. We know. We know the shit is podcast <laughs> on the internet. We know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Did I pass my sneeze to you? Barely. Shit. Holy <laughs> my fucking chest hurts now. I'm yeah, like, ultimately, like, I do think Plague Dogs is a great movie. Yeah. It, it's like, you know, but you just got to be, be emotionally ready for this one, buddy. Yeah, it's definitely a movie I'm going to eventually add... I gave you two. My God, one more. <laughs> one more than Leprechaun's got you, dude. No, I can't. If you sneeze again, that Leprechaun's putting a ring on that finger. Uh, I hope it wasn't like your <laughs> that, rapey that, levels of loud. That fucking Leprechaun's coming here like, "Is money better put a ring?" On. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Leprechaun. Um, is that the movie I'm going definitely going to add to my collection? Oh eventually. yeah, for sure. It's good. It's really good. It's an all these. Movie. I want all these in my collection. I, know yeah. I own one of them already. Yeah, I own one of them. I own the other one. Yeah, we watched this one on Pluto. Yeah. I watched it on Tubi actually. You can watch it on Tubi or Pluto. And I yeah. do recommend going watching it. But yeah. be ready. Get your box of Kleenexes ready. For all of these, to be honest. Oh, for sure. Like Watership Down, I feel like it's the least. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watership Down is just more violent than the other yeah. two are. That one's definitely more like I guess it's the more fun. Oh of the yeah, two, for sure. Easily. For the three. Like at least like at least it's like action packed and exciting. Yeah. This is just like dogs just like sauntering through the fucking wilderness being like We're dying. It's like I can't go on anymore. We're dying. Ah, <laughs> oh. Like could you imagine like watching like Indiana Jones? Oh like, my think god. Of it this way. Like what watching Indiana Jones and like the whole movie's him just being like, I can't breathe. I need water so badly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would be very fun. <laughs> imagine like, in as you say, Indiana Jones was this, it's this, the real life story of that guy who like died in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> George of the Jungle, but it's freaking the uh, like, <laughs> he gets caught by cannibals. <laughs> he gets eight. I think I described it before we started recording. I was like, well, imagine watching Land Before Time. Yeah, and then like right in the middle of the movie, fucking. <laughs> Ice Age happens. Yeah. The, the comet hit and the Ice Age happens. That's the next movie, too. God damn. Uh, Play Dogs is, like, I I think it's probably my favorite movie of the week. It's actually. not my favorite, but no. it's probably my second favorite. I thought this movie was a, an amazing story. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, captivating. It's, it's definitely captivating. Yeah. I would say it's never boring. No, no, definitely not. But it's also devastating. Devastatingly sad. Which I guess also shows a little bit of who I am. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I'm like, oh, this is my favorite one. Yeah. Well, my, the one I thought was the saddest is my favorite one. Well, yeah. <laughs> Again, I teared up watching this at like 3 o'clock in the morning. And as tears were forming in my eyes, and the credits were rolling, I was like, fuck you, Martin. <laughs> Martin Rosen, you bitch. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why would you do this to me? <laughs> you bastard, man. You beautiful bitch. You made two amazing stories. Well, you didn't make them. But you, you adapted. adapted two amazing stories. Into and, great movies. Into great movies and fucking ruined me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh. But I guess it's time to get on to the last one. The main event of the evening. The main event of the evening. Oh, boy. This one's from 1986. Yeah. Deep in the thick of it of the Cold War. Oh, God. But you should know what this is about. Yeah. When the wind blows. <laughs> Fucking the UK made two of the most horrific movies about the bomb. Yep. That I've ever seen. Two movies that emotionally destroyed me. In two different ways, though. 
You want threats for children? This is threats for children. <laughs> threads at Toys R Us. Toys R Us. KB Threads. <laughs> <laughs> Toys R Us presents the Threads the toy collection. My little thread. <laughs> Drop the bomb on your city. <laughs> Ruin their lives. Threads fucked me up in a way where I was just like, Paranoid. oh my god. Like, yeah. This is like disturbing yeah like this is nightmare fuel you know what i mean it's one of the most bleak films i've ever seen this movie fucked me up emotionally Hmm. way worse than i was ready for and we'll get into that in just a little bit i teared up watching this oh i teared up yeah but we'll get into that we'll get into it (laughs) this is directed by james t good luck saying his last name murakami murakami i'm not sure who also went on well i actually think he directed heavy metal before this (laughs) but he directed heavy metal yeah he directed the snowman which is a very acclaimed animated movie in the uk i think it's a short film but still you know it's renowned as one of the best animated features of all time right which i think it was by the same writer as this (laughs) um Something I discovered about this movie earlier today, actually, while doing a little bit of just Research. digging around, just looking at some certain things, is there is a stage play adaptation of this movie. Oh. Which I could see that. It'd be easy to adapt this yeah. into a play because there's you know, it pretty much stays in one <clears throat> place. One small place, you know? Yeah, this is When the Wind Blows. Oh. Which opens up with a belter by David Bowie, mm-hmm. which I wasn't ready for that. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. We're in for something great. Also, I'm just going to go ahead and say, uh, Jim, Jimmy Murakami, you brought this movie that's also like amazing film. Mm-hmm. Fuck you for doing this. Yeah, before we say anything <laughs> that's not negative, it's actually yeah. very positive because the movie did exactly what it meant to do. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. This is you, devastating. You, you did something fucking incredible. Yeah. But fuck me running sides out of this movie is not one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life. Also, I just want to bring up, too, Severin released this and Threads. Mm-hmm. Both of the movies. David that, Gregory, I'm so sorry that this was your childhood. <laughs> and honestly, like, we, we love you. Oh, you're great. This explains a lot about you. <laughs> this explains the movies you put out. Yes. <laughs> explains the shit that you were exposed to. <laughs> My God. This explains your love for Bruno Mattei. That's <laughs> <laughs> fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, so this tells the story of James and Hilda, who are an older couple. Yeah. I'm not going to say, it's always been described as elderly couple to me. Yeah. But to me, elderly is like 70s, 80s. Yeah. Old, you know, like. But we're allowed to believe they're like, at one point they say middle age. I think they're joking then. Yeah. I'd probably put them around the 60s range. 60s, 65, you know, something like that. Yeah. Get into the twilight years, basically. Yeah. Um, and years I don't want to see. <laughs> Give me the sweet release of death. <laughs> Kill me. Um, <laughs> if this ever does happen, I'm running right to the epicenter of the bomb. <laughs> I want to take me. Turn out. me into a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Turn me to dust. Anyways, um, James, one day while coming home, I don't know where he's at. Actually, he's just he's at the library. <laughs> he sees a news article about how there's going to be another war. Yeah, you know, this is like I said, the Cold War. This is Russia. This is America. This is they got missiles pointed at each yep. other, just ready to push the button. You got Cuba in there. You know, you got all kinds of shit just ready to pop off. Yeah, there's a lot of shit happening. And uh, bad time. James takes home a couple pamples about how to pamples, 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 pamphlets about how to prepare yourself for the bomb. Yeah. So he begins to prepare the house, even though Hilda's kind of like, you know, you're you're being a little ridiculous. Yeah, you're over prepping. Yeah. 
Which I love that dynamic between the two couples. Yeah. Where he's like the rational, but at the same time, kind of like, we must be prepared. We have to be, we have, we have to be ready to go. But at the same time, I've always been like, but you got to believe in your country and, you know, everything. Yeah. And Hilda's kind of the more like skeptical, like contrarian-esque yeah. character. It's a very nice dynamic, mm-hmm. you know. They're definitely a very loving couple. But like, she's not a contrarian in the sense of being like, it's more like, it's like, I don't know if this is going to happen. I don't really think about this stuff much. Yeah. You know. I don't want to think about our world potentially ending. Yeah, she's more like... She's know, an optimist. Yeah. In a way. In a way. But I don't think James is a pessimist. He's just a... He's, he's, he's a realist. Yeah. Uh, so he's prepping his home for the maybe bomb, you know. Yeah, they don't know yet. And uh, as he's getting ready, one day on the radio it comes over and says, the missile has been launched and you have three minutes to get into shelter. Fuck. They jump into the shelter, the missile hits, it blows their thing to hell and back. And uh, afterwards, you know... They emerge from their shelter to try to start getting things back together. But lo and behold, they forgot about the nuclear fallout. Yep. And the rest of the movie is the effects of nuclear fallout onto them. Essentially, after the first 20, 30 minutes, you you just see two elderly people be consumed by radiation. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, Just being... Like, having their insides being fucking turned inside out by... Dude... Essentially cancer. Dude, it's like, this movie is an emotional endurance test. Oh, fuck. It's just like, how much can you take? I'm glad I took uh, medicine. <laughs> yeah, right. before I watched this. <laughs> I, I would have been a fucking wreck. I need the juice. <laughs> I need the juice. <laughs> I'm going to have a bad anxiety attack. I need the juice. <laughs> I need the... <laughs> yeah, I need the juice. Um... Oh my god. I don't even It's a beat down of a movie emotionally. I'm so happy we're doing something else next week. Me too. It's like this film like just like grades on you and grades on you. But because I, they try their best to be optimistic. Yep. Where, you know, James is just like, Oh no, 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 you're not sick. It's just, you know, it's just you got shook up from the bomb. It's natural, it's what happens. Yeah. You know, and even though Hilda's kind of like, you know, a little bit of the contrarian, where she's like, well, what about, you know, she eventually comes around and is like, yeah, James is right. He wouldn't steer me wrong. And you're just watching these two sweet people, these two mm-hmm. lovely human beings just die. It's horrible. Just die. And then, like, like it's not just radiation. It's like, it's, it's not even just radiation poison that's getting them. They're running out of food. Yeah. They're running out mm-hmm. of water. There's a horrific scene where James is like, can you put on his pot of tea? And she's like, we got no water left. He's like, well, what about this? She's like, I said we had no water left. And you're just like, ah. <laughs> I just wanted to be like, ah. <laughs> Again, it's like going down to the nursing home and finding the two sweetest old people. <laughs> and injected radiation into them. <laughs> and just, taking all their food and water and just watch them die. And just exposing them to like a uranium like bomb <laughs> and letting them being fucking destroyed inside and out by it. There's images in this film I think will be ingrained in my brain forever. <laughs> Which is the scene with James with his fucking five o'clock shadow just laying on the couch with his hand on his head just breathing heavy asking for water. I'm just like, ah! <laughs> Again, made for children. No, it's not! <laughs> Who is this for? God. Man, this movie. Like I said, it was just... Here's the thing. Ugh. It was just beating me. And beating me. And 
beating me, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck, man, it's got to, this movie's got to, the credits got to roll. These credits got to roll, man. I can't keep doing this. And it gets to this one scene no, where it's as no. bad as it gets, man. They're as worse as they can get. And for some reason, Hilda decides, like, hey, we should put on our burlap sacks again. I don't know why they do it. Yeah. And fucking this, I'm tearing up right now. This fucking line, Matt, <sighs> about the potatoes. Yeah. The potato line, Matt. You see his? Yeah, you see the reality yeah. of this? The potato line, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking is like, well, now you know what it's like to be a potato. And they laugh and they hug. And I sat on the edge of my bed, Matt, and I fucking wept. <laughs> I fuck. I'm fucking tearing up now. <laughs> oh my God. Just talking God. about it. I. Balled my fucking eyes out, man. <laughs> Dude, again, <laughs> I did. I did not. God, you know, I, I didn't full on cry watching it. I definitely teared up. And I was like, man, I gotta do something. Mm. So to get my mind off, I went and played fucking guitar. You know? <laughs> Dude, I have not cried at a movie like this Ugh. in years. I fucking. I mean, I was just heaving. <sighs> Hand over fist, just fucking bawling my eyes out. It's the two sweet. I look up and the credits are rolling. I couldn't tell what happened after that fucking scene. I'm assuming they died. I don't know. <laughs> you saw it. I fucking was crying too damn hard to see what the credits looked like. Then I'm like, oh, Roger Watkins is wailing in my fucking ears now. <laughs> yeah. One of the most unattractive voices in rock history. <laughs> he's great in Pink Floyd, but when he's trying to sing a sweet song, it's not very good. It's very creepy, actually. Yeah. I love Pink Floyd to death. Roger Waters was meant for Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah. Balled my eyes out, oh. Matt. Cried fucking alligator tears. It was brutal. Oh, fuck, man. It's devastating. I haven't said that, though. This is a fantastic movie. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing movie. <laughs> the blending of art styles in this movie is mm-hmm. so fucking good. Like, it'll go from, like, live action to stop animation to, like, watercolor look to, like, pastels to psychedelic look, you know? Yeah. Gorgeous stuff. Really beautifully animated. The voice acting is... The music... Yeah. It just happens to be the saddest thing I've seen in years. Yep. <laughs> it... Oh, my God. Like, but I, I would, like I said, like, Severin is going to be having a uh, Black Friday sale, or halfway to Black Friday sale coming yeah. up. This is one of the first titles I'd recommend somebody grab. Oh, yeah. Because it's that good of a movie, and it's really fucking good. Well, again, it's also, like, I know Criterion has a sale probably cut up soon as well. Mm. Watch it down. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Stream Factory occasionally will do, like, a sale as well, so pick that up, too. Yeah. These movies are all fucking fantastic. Oh, they are. They're just emotionally destructive. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe watching them in concession was not the best idea. No. <laughs> but who knew? I didn't know. Did you know? And then they were this devastating? Yeah. No! Like, I had an idea that When the Wind Blow was probably going to be bad. Well, I remember when we said we were doing it, I remember it was like, When the Wind Blows is like this nuclear movie. Me and you were both like, oh, fuck. Here we go. I, was, I immediately texted you and was like, I can't do another nuclear bomb movie that ain't like an Italian post-apocalyptic No, you didn't film. text me. You called me. <laughs> I was at a store, and you are like, can I call you for a minute? <laughs> I was like, what, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, I just watched where the wind blows. I'm devastated. <laughs> and so I walked out of the store. I didn't get anything. I didn't, there's nothing I wanted. And you're like, I just wept. <laughs> I didn't watching. cry. I wept. Yeah. I, you, you're like, I bawled my eyes out watching this. I'm like, yeah, man, it's fucked. <laughs> it's, it's horrific. Now I'm just sweating. 
It's hot. I'm sweating about as much as I cried. <laughs> I'm boring about my back. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like, I don't know. Like, it's a brilliant oh. movie. It really is a brilliant movie. Oh, yeah. But like I said, I was like, I don't know. I can't do another nuclear bomb movie for a while. No. That isn't like a post-apocalyptic movie from, Ita- from Italy. You know what I mean? And what I will say is uh, to anyone out there listening, um, if you have any other recommendation for bomb movies... <laughs> Send them into the show. <laughs> well, I know there's like what the day after or something oh, like that. That's another one <laughs> that may be from the UK. I don't know. Well, it's like there's even like a scene from like a, like a recent Terminator movie mm. where a bomb drops, and it's still devastating. Dude, Terminator Two. <laughs> when fucking joke, uh, what the fuck's her character? Oh god, I don't remember. I should know. This is one. Uh, John Connor's mom. Yeah. Why can't I think of her Sarah, name? Sarah, Sarah Connor. Yeah. yeah, Sarah Connor. Whenever, like, the, I remember being a kid and seeing that scene where the fucking bomb goes oh. off and fucking turns into a skeleton, being one of the most mortifying things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was traumatized by that movie. Oh, uh, I am. This mo- This week of prepping disheveled me. <laughs> it's rough, man. Like that fucking that potato line. <laughs> don't even like saying it. No, don't say it. No don't, <laughs> don't even think about it. Fuck, man. It is, again, like, I, I don't know if you can stream this anywhere right now. I think you can, maybe. I think it was even on Shudder at one point, I think. Was it? I think it was. Oh, my God. Because Shudder puts out a lot of the Severn stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> Someone's like, what is this cartoon? <laughs> Just, like, an hour and a half in. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. What's Mr. Like- Parker. <clears throat> yeah. Who we love dearly. Yes. He had a great review of this. He reviewed this. This is why this man is a sage. Yeah. He gave this movie... The best review I ever saw in Letterboxd. Mm. It was simply this movie broke my heart. Yeah. And I was like, Yep, you summed it up perfectly, Mr. Parker. Well, <laughs> you that's why you're the that's why you're brilliant. <laughs> so before we watched this, like I like I just put the D V D or put a Blu ray in the player. And I was like, Okay, let's get into this. Before I hit play, I checked some of the reviews out and I was like, Oh, there's some good reviews. I saw Mr. Parker's name. <laughs> and then I saw that review, I was like, Oh no. Because the thing is like, you know, when I use Letterbox, the reason I follow guys like Mr. Park yeah. uh, and other people like that is because I trust their opinion on films. Yeah. So when I too saw the this movie broke my heart review, I was like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it's devastating. It's rough, man. It really is really rough. Like, I but guess, like I said, like I couldn't recommend it more. Though. Yeah. I think I gave it a way higher rating than you did. I think I gave it five I, on Letterbox. Yeah, I gave it a four. My, my biggest complaint is like, even the characters are very interesting and whatnot. Towards the middle, before everything happens, uh, it, it does. It it is kind of just them, you know, just prepping, mm. and that that can be a little boring. I could see that, but, but I don't know. There was something about the animation style that just like really like. Oh, I love the animation style on this. I mean, honestly, four is probably a little low for this. It made me want to watch the Snowman because yeah. I've always known the Snowman is like a really renowned animated. Um, movie or yeah. short, but like watching this and seeing the art style of this, and, I think I want to see heavy metal as well. Yeah, and, and being like, oh, I really want to see like that art style done again because I think it was it was done so well. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it fucking it broke me, man. Yeah, again, you called me <laughs> and said, and since you went through the whole thing as we said, I remember coming back and your face was still flushed. <laughs> Uh, you were stuffing your face full with Chinese food. Oh, we got, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Susan movie, the credits were rolling. I put my fucking shoes on and went and got Chinese food. Was it Chinese, was it Chinese food? Yeah, we got yeah. Chinese food. I was like, I got to get as much sodium in me as I can. I don't know why I needed that, but you, I did. You had, like, the, 
the biggest fucking monster ever, too. <laughs> Big ass bot is like, I need caffeine and sodium. <laughs> and I walked in. Your... I need a heart attack prep. <laughs> and then uh, me and you fucking just hung out and watched fun shit all day. Yeah. That... <laughs> it tore me up. It's, oh man. And also, I found out, like, I got a. <laughs> My pay got decreased. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this. That's a bad time, man. Yeah, man. I'm disheveled. Dude. I'm fucked. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, like uh, I said, I, I, it's weird because it's weird to recommend something that's like, this is going to make you cry. Yeah. I told my mom this made me cry. Yeah. I was like, mom, this made me, this movie made me cry. What'd she say? <laughs> She's like, why'd you watch it? <laughs> I mean, that's good. That is a good point, honestly. <laughs> Because it is like, why do we watch these things? I don't know. I'm sure there probably is like some kind of like, you know, scientific mental reason why you watch movies like this or consume media like this. But, oh my God. The ironic thing is I think the last time a movie made me cry (laughs) that hard, although I think I cried harder this time. Yeah. was probably Toy Story 3. Yeah. (laughs) Something about animated movies, man. They do me in. I know. I know. Also, was it Nebraska? Oh yeah, Nebraska yeah. <laughs> fucking punched me in the cock. Uh, Dear Zachary made me cry. Dear Zachary, I teared up for for sure. Something like Green Mile. Threads made me tear up a little bit. I didn't tear up. I was just like, fucking, my jaw was on the floor. You know what I mean? I remember as a kid crying watching The Passion of the Cross. The hardest I ever probably cried <laughs> at a movie was when I was a kid. What? <laughs> 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 because again, I was like eight years old or something like that. No, no, I was probably younger. I was probably like six, five or six years old or something like that. I don't know the exact figure, whatever. But and then, of course, you know, being in a very religious household, I was like, oh, let's watch the story of Jesus. And it's just him getting beat mercilessly, <laughs> and then like just torture. Like, yeah, get him. <laughs> <laughs> but as a kid, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Or Jesus. Yeah. Jesus bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, like the hardest I ever probably cried in a movie was when I was a kid too, and it's probably Fox Nound. Oh. Like I was inconsolable. Yeah. Like they're like the fox ain't dead. Oh he's dead. You can't tell me no different. He's dead. They're like, no, he's he's right there. <laughs> They couldn't convince me the fox didn't die in that uh, movie. And the first time I watched Dear Zachary, I bawled. I didn't bawl, but I was like, this is fucking sad. Because, again, like, I th- you're led to believe like, like all the good times are ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like, it does. It is a manipulative narrative, for sure. It destroyed me. <laughs> yeah. And then when it came down to watching it again for the show back in the day, I was like, oh, no. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. It reminds me of, like, it's not nowhere near as bad, but, like, the Cultaholic podcast that I listen to. Yeah. It's like a wrestling podcast from the UK. Yeah. <laughs> they do the Hall of Fame every week where they put something to the Hall of Fame. And this week, Andrew was on it, and he was, like, he's telling the story about this cat that saved this railroad station because it was, like, you know, it was a stray cat that everybody loved. Yeah. But he said it, like, everybody loves, yeah. not loved. And he's, like, just going on this big spill how great this cat is. And they're, like, oh, that's awesome. And, like, he said, they say something. like, no, no, he passed away. And they're, like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Oh my god! It's like you never once spoke in the past tense about this cat. Why would you do this now? Oh my god! Like that was a roller coaster. That's horrific. <laughs> no, that's horrific. Oh my god! Yeah, when the wind blows, man. I highly, 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 highly recommend it. But again, get them tissues ready. Yeah. Get that fucking. Get your most comfortable pillow. Get your pajama mm. pants on. I don't know why I associate. But I guess when you cry, you just want to be really comfortable. I was in yeah. my underwear. 
Hell yeah. Um, but I can tell you what for the next episode. Yeah, we can what, do what, you can, yeah. what you can get ready for. Yeah, we're actually going to do something. We, like Matt said, we initially had something planned. Yeah. But it wasn't, we hadn't even like really started prepping for this episode when we decided to change it. Mm-hmm. And it's basically because it was more movies to watch, and it was like next week is when the time change kicks in. Yeah, for my scheduling, so maybe we shouldn't, you know, throw in something hard to do. You know, yeah, hard to prep for. That we're just not sure people want it. Yeah, because it, it's like it's it's gonna be a tough thing to review. But you, know, you you said you know get your tissues ready for the, the movies we did this week. Yeah, you know you need to get ready for next week. What? Gotta fill those balloons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fill up the balloons. I guarantee you can't hit me, motherfucker. <laughs> so next week we are covering for the first time, and I'm yes. assuming it won't be the last time. No, he's got so much, so many <laughs> movies of just. <laughs> but after that, but again, we decided to change it to something else already. But we decided we decided to change it to something funner. Yeah, because. This is bleak. This is too bleak. Yeah, this is too much. <laughs> we need to pick me up. <laughs> so, so we're doing something funner, but it's still in the realm of weird weirdo. and fucked up. Yeah. I would say his movies are fucked up. Yeah. And this is the works of Giuseppe Andrews. Yes. <laughs> so we are covering period piece. Touch me in the morning. And of course, in our garden, you played volleyball. <laughs> In our garden. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah. That's going to be way fun. Oh, God. I mean, it can't be less fun. How could it be? <laughs> I'd watch, I might watch Solo again before I ever watch fucking... Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Watching Solo again was, like, devastating. Give me In a Glass Cage. No. Solo. And like fucking girl next door, and I think I would watch those back to back before I watch these three back to back again. Also, like shout out to Spooky, because he fucking watched Girl Hell recently. Girl Hell's gnarly. F- fuck that movie, man. I love that movie. Oh, it's great, but fuck, it's devastating. It is gnarly. That is a nihilistic movie. Oh, talk about a movie that nearly made me cry. It's brutal. Cause I'm just like, how could she go through anything worse? It just, gets, it just gets worse. How did you do this? Ugh. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna ask you how to do this. I can do that. <laughs> Make more movies like Yoko versus Yuki or whatever that movie is. Or Red Room, even. Yeah. With the the worst sound effects ever that I love. <laughs> it, it, it is uh, it is horrible sound effects, yeah. but. Um, yeah, so that's it for this week. We yeah. appreciate y'all as always. You're yes. awesome for supporting us, even though we're pieces of shit. Yeah. Balling pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is again. I know we said it multiple times, but this was like one of the hardest preps we've done in a long. Time. It really was. It was brutal. Like it was so brutal. The only preps I could imagine that would be on this level were the uh, War as Hell, the original one. That one was rough. Yeah. Because every movie was devastating. Yeah. Um, but all the War as Hell ones. Yes. Those are always hard. <laughs> Either, not, not because of the content of the movies, but the Satan episode. That was completely different, though. That was like the... Hell was happening. The final leg of the original run of the podcast. Well, it, like, the thing is, it really wasn't because we had like four or five episodes more. Mm-hmm. It just took so long to put that out because everything, everything just fucking went to hell. Yeah. Um, which is ironic. It was it was a cursed episode. It really was. We decided not to do it ever again. Yeah, <laughs> because it was just like nothing good happened out of this. <laughs> Fuck that. That was bullshit. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ruffy's two was 
Uh, that was the final one. <laughs> that was the final one. That was rough for me personally because I was not doing well mentally at all. Having to watch rape porn was not good on the on the you know the brain. <laughs> I thought I was going bourbon and happen. Yeah, I was wondering what the fuck you were doing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, was the the first true crime one we did was horrible. Yeah. We did was it compliance? I think was it Men Behind the Sun? Or was it the Men Behind the, behind the Sun or Black Sun Thinking Massacre? I don't the, remember. For me personally, like the ones like I don't know if it's more Ugh. like series or movies that I had the hardest time. Yeah. Like the Wars Hell Two. Because that's when we did Threads and Come and See. No, that was one. Was that one? Yeah, it was one. Oh fuck. Yeah. God damn. That was gnarly. To watch those back to back. Great movies though. Oh, the depression episode. Oh, so we didn't expect it to be as bad as it was. That was what the fuck did we do for depression? It was like in the glass cage. I remember we did in a glass cage. I just want to remember the most. I don't remember what we did though. Oh God. Oh fuck about Phil. I remember like uh, again. He's been a, he's, he's a bit controversial to talk about now right now, but Lucifer Valentine was not a fun prep either. <laughs> we fought on that one. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> this is the only time we ever like fought on over the show. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to cover this bullshit. <laughs> I was like, now, you ain't watched it. <laughs> then here we are, three years or four years later, and here now we watch scat porn. <laughs> I'm a scat man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's time to call it. Yeah, we're just we're just rambling at this yeah. point. Just talking about which preps were the worst. We're going on wild diatribes of nothing. <laughs> but shout outs as always Spooky Celluloid of course Yep Unboxed Watch Reviewed Mr. Parka um, Cinema's Underbelly mm-hmm. Now the Murderbilia Show and Tell uh, is, Do they have anything out yet? Or? I don't think so Okay Cult Collectibles He's in a video now With Cinema's Underbelly About Izei Sagawa films Oh boy That should be cool Yeah I need to watch that Morbid Horror Podcast of course mm-hmm. Brandon Terry's The Shit Go buy Deviant if you can Absolutely I'm gonna give a shout out To uh, Naughty Roddy on Instagram Naughty Roddy Cool uh, Insane fucking artwork Yep Very insane He does a lot of the t-shirt designs For uh, Putrid Productions Yes um, <laughs> Disgusting artwork <laughs> Good shit Severed Cinema of course Oh yeah Severed Cinema rules Fucking Lucky Soretti rules James Bell mm-hmm. rules absolutely. Sam Hale rules Yep which Sam Hell just dropped the Baroque House collection. Yeah, I didn't get it. I kind of missed out on that. But yeah. Oh, another big one. Oh. Brian Paulin just dropped Septic. Yes. Go pick it up. We haven't seen it yet, but you guarantee we're going to do something for it. Oh, yeah. I, uh, we could provide the... Uh, bonus. <laughs> the bonus, yeah, bonus review, which I know we did for a little bit there. Yeah. So we did, uh, I think we did Torment and something else. Yeah, we did. Um, Hereditary. Yeah. yeah. That, that was an episode by itself. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Say, yeah. Oh, Flesh of the Void. Flesh of the Void, yeah. That was yeah. what we did as a bonus. Which is fun to see it's so low on that iceberg. <laughs> I know, right? It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Like, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But to put it, like, amongst, like, Vondo, like, real death films is a bit much. <laughs> but, you know. But anyways. <laughs> Fuck that iceberg. Uh, quality violence cinema podcast, of course, too. They're awesome. Yes. Uh, shout out to Rants of the Black Lodge. Mm-hmm. They're a horror podcast that we talked to at uh, Frankie Con that yes. he knew me. Mm-hmm. From back in the Hise. I didn't think he'd remember me, but he did. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, ta- we, uh, he talked to us about doing an episode back in the Hise. I got an easy day. Yeah, but we were ready to... Call it quits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're a good podcast, too. Yes. Plus, we're friends with Eddie that's on the show. Yeah. Stank Dig Eddie. <laughs> Stank Dig Eddie. <laughs> um, of course, 22 Shots of Moods and Horror. Of course. Um, 
Again, the shout-outs could go on. They could go on forever. Yeah. But yeah. Go some follow all those. Some people we love. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not the bloody tapes. Throw that out yes. there. I was reading that earlier. Yep. Fucking good shit. Mm-hmm. Good, good shit. All that shit's better than us. <laughs> Bleeding Skull. Well, that's way better than us. Robin Bougie. That's... That's in sewer. We covered porn. I know. I'm just <laughs> it's just funny because you bought these like books I, for like movie recommendations, and it's ninety percent pornography. Well, see, I had no idea it was gonna be ninety percent pornography. Okay? <laughs> when I got them, I thought it was just gonna be like, oh, there's gonna be porn in there. But yeah, I was of like, course, oh, it's gonna be like just talking about like the underground of just cinema. And then it, I go through it and just tons of porn, <laughs> porno, porno. Which I mean, I will say it probably helped in prepping for future. Uh, I can't episodes. wait to do porn again. Oh lord. <laughs> All right, that's time to call it. <laughs> yeah, let's shut the fuck up now. Because <laughs> I'm John. And I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick on cinema. 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 We used dark side of before dark side of the ring did. Did we? Yeah. Well, our, our catchphrase has always been the dark side of cinema. Sue so, him. Um, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs>